My name is Steven Beckman. I am a target of COINTELPRO and gangstalking. Gangstalking is a discipline in the over 70-year-old COINTELPRO program um, with new capabilities. And thanks to George W. Bush in 2001 for signing the Patriot Act, COINTELPRO has been kind of reborn in this new format, which essentially lots of people are calling COINTELPRO 2.0. Now, I live in San Diego, and it's important to know um, that going through this program is even worse uh, in places like San Diego and lots of places where there's a large concentration of government personnel. Um, in particular, the reason why San Diego is so unique to go through gang stalking and COINTELPRO is because San Diego is home to the largest concentration of military personnel and Pentagon contractors in the entire country. So you can understand where that would get out of hand while going through this. Now, the reason for me being a target of gang stalking and COINTELPRO was for two reasons. Uh, one in particular is, I, since I've been a native of San Diego, living here for nearly 40 years, I... Um, Grew up in the area, and my family was very close to the military and law enforcement community. And unfortunately, in the 80s, uh, my father was a police officer for just a few years. Unfortunately, he passed in the line of duty. And um, a lot of people in town were, were thinking that my father left me a bunch of money. So when I was in my 30s, it would mature and I would get paid. And lots of the people I grew up around since, you know, I was like 16, 17, 18, 19... Uh, in the same community, who also worked in law enforcement and military capacities, uh, unfortunately used their positions and their job to try to extort me when they thought that money was coming to maturity. And once that happened, um, something else I came across, uh, unfortunately, was like a potential leak um, in regards to uh, the, the Bush administration at the time. I didn't know it was legit. I just thought it was something on the internet. I kind of passed by it in 2007 and kind of kept going on my way. Um, that struggle with local uh, police department, etc., trying to extort me and making life very hard for me locally, spreading rumors, etc., because cops are very allergic to jail. Um, people who were kind of peeping me after seeing that used this whole conflict as a means to... Um, put even more pressure on me because the information pertaining had to deal with uh, um, uh, George W. Bush and a John F. Kennedy Jr. plane crash. Like I said, I did, had no idea it was legit. I just kind of saw it and kept going all my life because, you know, who believes everything? But the second I brought it up while I was getting extorted by these cops because I didn't know what was going on, I just suggested maybe it's about this thing I saw on the internet a while ago. And immediately after I said that, the very next day, my life turned upside down. That's when the gang stalking began. That's when, you know, I had bank accounts locked down. That's when I got blacklisted. Like almost, I want to say, the next day, life became a nightmare. And it has been a nightmare for about nearly 10 years now. Now, this is a series of podcasts um, done at different times. Um, so there's different, I'll be at different states 
you know, sometimes we'll be super stressed out or whatever, because, you know, when you're going through this, you're going from trauma to trauma to trauma situation. You don't have a lot of time to think about things. So I'm getting this. So a lot of these podcasts I'm getting out while I just experienced a trauma, what have you. But I felt like it was important to record it while it was still fresh in my head. We will be going back over these things and re-recording them. And, you know, keep in mind, you know, I'm cutting myself open here a lot and getting very personal, very intimate, because there's just so much um, psychological torture involved and you trying to make sense of things. All these are all foreign sorts of behaviors you go through, something that a normal person doesn't experience. Um, now, for those of you who are listening and, you know, um, are throwing negative comments our way, what have you, um, you know, making claims, you know, that I'm guilty of a bunch of crimes. And that's why this is happening. I, I encourage you to learn the law, learn things like the statute of limitations, why there are three main classes of particularly, three particular types of crimes which have zero statute of limitations. One being any kind of sexual exploitation of minors, um, murder, and terrorism. So I encourage you to learn the law. Uh, before, you know, you guys comment, you know, us on YouTube or what have you. And I encourage you to try at, to try to contest claims on the documentary that I put out of the leak, which I saw, which you can also see at justiceforjfkjr.com. Our documentary is called Resurrecting Camelot. Um, lots of people are pro-Bush supporters, etc., that are harassing us online, but I do. I encourage you to see the material as to why I am in this abuse and, um, you know, contest it. I, I, I encourage you to challenge the facts before you hurl insults. Um, the main reason for this podcast is I hope you learn from me, um, and I appreciate all the people who have contacted me through Facebook groups, through you know, Twitter and DMs and emails and our website, just like you have no idea. I, I, I read all those things. Um, I, I recommend you definitely try to catch me on Twitter more than anything, but I, I appreciate all that stuff. I appreciate the phone calls I've had um, of people in, in different towns going through this abuse and sharing their experiences. And while, um, you know, the handful of people, I want to say five to seven people that have reached out to me, literally called me and wanted to talk about this. Unfortunately, not a lot of them are, are, very, are kind of spooked, but, uh, you know, I would, anybody willing, willing to um, discuss certain things about the the COINTELPRO 2.0 program and gang stalking, please feel free to reach out to me. Now, I have three particular... What do you call it? Tips for anybody going through this. And number one is to document your abuse. Get yourself a body camera. Get yourself a pen and paper. And document abuse when it happens. The time it happens. You know what I'm saying? Then cut that. Then then once you document and timestamp it, you know, at the end of the day, you need to chop up your clips and upload them. Upload them to multiple platforms. So in case someone hacks you one place, you have copies somewhere else. I also recommend you get a lawyer. So number two, get a lawyer. And memorize their number. You want to look for a human rights lawyer. 
or a constant or you know one that specializes in constitutional law human rights and uh, memorize their phone number because there's a chance that somebody will make a huge false claim about you to try to get you locked up temporarily and even though you didn't do it and they might drop the charges obviously let you out on your own recognizance that time in jail those that that the, the, you know while you're waiting to be arraigned or bailed out or what have you a lot of nasty and gnarly shit could happen aside from you needing a lawyer to prosecute these bullies and the third tip i want to give everyone listening is to monitor your health and i want to say every three months or so go get a full blood panel you know what i'm saying pee in a cup shit in a jar um you know get x-rays of sore spots in your bones or what have you like do all that get in get get in no don't get an mri every three every three months but monitor your health document it take pictures of that also upload that to multiple you know accounts so you can keep track of things that are happening give those to give the give your health uh stuff copies to your lawyer so you know if there's any sort of um medical malpractice because it will happen um, I definitely recommend those are the three tips. So log your abuse, get a lawyer, and monitor your health. I'd also like to say anybody who is trying to charge you for advice or help or videos or an ebook or a podcast subscription or what have you is selling snake oil. This is a very unique form of abuse and it's anybody who's actually gone through it and can and has given you legitimate advice understands that you will be made poor your financial opportunities will be dried up you'll be blacklisted they'll try to make you run through all your savings so anybody who is asking you to pay for this pay for tips pay for their audiobook even 99 cents um you know i i don't recommend doing it because it's most likely going to be false adv- false advice, and uh, you're already short on money as it is. I'd also like you to think of people who are also targets of this abuse that you come across and you vet and think they're legit, and not like some of the cops or federal agents or even you know some of the criminals and locals who participate in gang stalking and once you vet them think of them as your brothers and sisters you know think of them as like your soldiers next next to you it's important because you're going through something tough and your network is going to be severely uh strained and again i appreciate you listening to this podcast and again my name is steven beckman i'm the cen or the chief executive nobody of the mesh news of mesh news um, COINTELPRO is a side project and Mesh News is a platform I had to create when I was stonewalled by press everywhere I went. If you're hearing this bumper on the beginning of the podcast and you've heard it before, I encourage you to fast forward uh, 11 minutes through because this is information that I would like to tack on the front of all these podcast episodes because it's essential and I want to drill this stuff into you. These are very core concepts before moving forward is to drill these things in your head. These are the realities of what's going on, how to frame your situation, etc. So if you keep hearing this intro over and over through all these episodes, you know, fast forward through 11, 12 minutes, and and then it'll bring you straight to the material. I appreciate it, and let's uh, get down into it. 
If you want to be versed in all things COINTELPRO 2.0 and the COINTELPRO 2.0 project, or if maybe you think you might be subjected to this abuse because you're thinking about leaking or blowing the whistle on something or speaking up about something in City Hall or abuse, etc., I recommend you go to our website, which is COINTELPRO, and then the number two, and then zero spelled out, Z-E-R-O dot com. You can catch our video companion series, which is videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as this podcast series at podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O spelled out. Com. And I do recommend that you visit these URLs through using the DuckDuckGo browser. And I recommend using a VPN as well, because who knows with how watch lists are, etc. I wouldn't want to put more heat on you than there already is for visiting my material, since a lot of it is how to circumvent government abuse and methodologies that they use. I definitely wouldn't want to make your life more difficult. So please, please discipline yourselves and don't use apps to view my material. Uh, use the DuckDuckGo browser, which wipes everything clean every time you close the browser. And you can go to these URLs and listen and watch and read all this material while being safe, making sure you're using a VPN as well. Oh my God, let me just tell you, I am glad to talk to all of you. Uh, podcast is doing great. I mean, gosh, man, we're up to, let me look at the metrics right now. Oh, balls, I can't because I'm recording on the same app. Whatever. Um, last time I checked, it was at like 11.5,000 people. 11.5,000 listeners. How fucking awesome is that? Um, super stoked, man, that you guys all want to, uh, listen to my podcast. Uh, I know sometimes some of them are a little, uh, wonky and that's okay because I am going through a fucked up experience. And while I'm going through this, I'm trying to describe it for you guys. And while you know, some people might feel like they're witnessing a car crash and that's fun for them. Uh, what is not fun is the complete disregard for my constitutional rights. Uh, just treating me like I'm less of a person. And it's completely obvious as to what the fuck is going on. Um, I do want to give a shout out to some of these, some people, uh, and some, some, some questions, I guess, maybe some commentary, some criticism I've gotten about my project. Cause some people were helping me and then they feel like they don't want to help me anymore. Well, first and foremost, we are on probably our 14th Twitter account that we just had nuked. Um, I'm or I, I, I'm constantly getting my Twitter accounts just fucking nuked. And usually when you get fucking nuked on Twitter, they'll give you like a little notice. Hey, you broke this rule or blah, 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 blah. You'll get it in your inbox for whatever fucking reason. But we, we've never gotten that from the beginning. And also, um, you know, well, yes. We have a we have a presence on other social media platforms, but unfortunately, since um, the news is more of a um, right here, right now sort of thing, and primarily the function of this podcast or the function of 
this project was the Mesh News project, and COINTELPRO is just a offshoot. Uh, so we maintain a, a large, try to maintain a more active presence on Twitter because that's where the news happens, believe it or not. Um, that's where people go to talk about things. They go to Instagram to post things. They go to YouTube to share their videos. Um, you know, Instagram is kind of a window into their lifestyle. But when people go to say something or make a statement, they go and they say it on Twitter. That's why you see those memes or you'll see, like, images circulated on other platforms like fucking Facebook or Instagram. There'll be screenshots of great tweets because that's where people go to say things. And, um, you know, I, I primarily focus on this thing being a project. So, I mean, I really hadn't had... I went into this thinking, like, what do I want this news... If I need to make my own platform initially because I was completely stonewalled by the press and, you know, constantly shadow banned, etc. on the internet. So, I believe it or not, you know, we have the COINTELPRO podcast and whatever, but this whole thing, the Mesh News Project, the COINTELPRO 2.0, all was born out of the fact that when I went to go and tell the press about what was happening because the police were stonewalling me, the feds fucking threatened me, uh, I was getting people from the military fucking with me, they're not allowed to do that. You know what I'm saying? Military is not allowed to fuck with civilians. But San Diego is like a military town. They feel per, uh, the military the, 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 and, and the Navy, they feel very entitled to the city of San Diego. And they, they, it is, they feel like it is their home and they get to say what happens. So, you know, I went to the press in L.A. because our press was uh, compromised. And the first time I left a whole bunch of information, they never got back to me. The second time I went, I got shot by an active denial service weapon, which I mentioned in previous podcasts, where I drove two and a half hours in L.A. Um, the whole time I was people trying to run me off the road. Uh, they were driving alongside me and shooting me with that radiation shit. Like, bro, just criminal shit. Like, crazy, crazy level shit that you would just never fucking imagine. Um, there was these white panel uh, sprinter vans that were driving alongside of me along this stretch of... Uh, I'm going to kind of talk about that because I'm on the topic of it. And I think it's interesting because, you know, the details. You know, like I said, there are people that will pace you alongside the road. You, If you remember from our la from my, my traveling podcast, I know it's like three hours. And I should have broken it up into like little tips because I know that digests well. But like for I need to get this information out and as fast as possible. So, you know... Um, and at the, at the same time, I'm constantly being um, shot with this radiation shit, uh, food poisoning constantly. While I'm going through this, um, having people from the community who are falsely uh, informed about me fucking lashing out at me, stalking me around town because they think I'm trying to, like, fucking, you know, you know, kidnap their kids and, you know, I'm eating babies in the basement and shit. Like, people are just out of their minds. Um, the police are personally not trying to help me because their own people, when this whole thing started, they were trying to extort me before 
they pressured me so hard because these cops and these Marines with NSA detail didn't want to get caught for trying to extort me that they went scorched earth with me and then uncovered because I was trying to find out what this could have been about because for a while they had me doubting it was about extortion and they're all they're trained in military uh, you know I'm saying they're, they're, they're trained by the fucking military these are intelligence people are intelligence people trained by the military they run jobs and shit like that on the side and I was one of them um, so they have many ways to fucking terrify you and it kind of while I was being tortured I brought up this thing thinking that possibly maybe this could have been because I was literally searching my brain and then a third party got interested once I sort of thought out loud to somebody I was in a room with which, uh, which was that JFK J- Jr. thing and um, I want to say there's an old adage by World War II pilots and they say you know when you're over the enemy when you're taking fire and let me tell you um, this shit did not start until I said, um, I mentioned something very s- subtly, like in a way which you could not even understand what I was talking about unless they knew I saw something. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, it just turned to madness. So, yeah. So these cops, man, they're trying to they're trying to protect their ass. What's and uh, then it became then it became a, a beneficial to them to find out that I was I would be on someone else's shit list if I knew uh, if if I were to be talking about something so close to the 2016 election when uh, Jeb was campaigning. So I mean I have video logged proof of me recording the screen showing them shadow banning my posts for everything about plane crashes JFK what have you they were shadow banning it meaning I see the post and I think it's getting out to people but when um, I log out and I look at my profile and I look at my posts which should be public they know where to be found I have video evidence of this like they were doing this every time I posted about a plane crash John F. Kennedy Jr. whatever because Jeb Bush was in the news cycle. And that's how the NSA protects, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think about it. The NSA, Homeland Security, those people were all, that those departments all either got a huge boost in funding and relevancy or were created by the very people I was talking about. So, I mean, kind of an uphill battle. Anyways. So, we all know this is going to be an update from my going to jail episode where I talk about how it was unfair I was falsely arrested how they just came up with a reason to arrest me um, while I was in jail I was getting exposed to this radi- to the radiation as well um, it's so crazy there's a lot of guys who claim that they're doing it to me because they heard through the grapevine that I'm a child predator no bullshit. And these motherfuckers became radicalized by, like, huffing their own farts and then telling themselves they're a bunch of heroes. Um, you know, after a while, some of these guys get so comfortable that they just tell me things because they don't feel like there's going to be any consequences for their actions. 
it's pretty incredible what you understand this information these motherfuckers are going on and they're so radicalized um, this is not, I, I, I know it sounds like I'm, I'm ranting and rambling but you know this is how I do um, it just it was so crazy it's so crazy but so I got picked up yeah let me go back to the story I'm you know I'm, I'm sorry I'm not gonna chase any rabbits today like I said a lot of these things is like it's like uh, me talking about you know motherfucker like bro like I've ne- I cannot fucking believe people get away with being treated this way it is like uh it, it's it's a, it's just, it's it's incredible it's fucking incredible uh, mind blowing mind blowing like i'm denied health care do you understand like this shit is i mean i'm sorry man just to really understand what the fuck this shit is about i'm denied health care a doctor told me to my face because I was worried about these guys trying to give me like hepatitis or something. Because they'll they'll do shit like that for this conto pro shit. So I went to go get a hepatitis vaccine to be preemptively uh, secure from that sort of thing. And these the, and a fucking doctor at the ER. Because like I said, the military runs this fucking city. You understand? So yeah a doctor told me to my face they that a hepatitis vaccine does not exist he's like yeah i'm sure that's i'm pretty sure that's not a thing it's never been a thing like it's bro that shit has been let me let me look this up on my on my other rectangle here can you fucking believe this shit um when was the hepatitis B vaccine developed in the 1980s, bro. It's been around since the 1980s. Well, we're in 2000, so it's been around for 40 years, for 40 fucking years, bro. And a, and a, and a, and a fucking doctor told me in my face, he doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. They just didn't want me to not, you know what I'm saying? They they wanted me to, they want me to fucking roll over and die, and they want to act like it was some random health thing. Even when I went to the hospital, what I, what was hap- what happened was every time I went to the hospital, when I got home, they would radiate the shit out of me, and then like put me under some major psychological abuse, and then they would told me every time I go to the hospital that it happened, because my abusers didn't want me to have this on record so they can just make it look like I, I fucking died, something random happened, whatever. So, every time, and then these motherfuckers would literally come up to me after a while and be like, there's gonna, uh, they used the number, uh, eight, because it's the number of infinity, believe it or not, listen, follow me here, number of infinity, and space is infinity, and then space, there's a lot of radiation, I know, right? But they do those, they'll link, they'll link associations, if you go over my becoming a Rosetta Stone, um, podcast everything i just said makes complete sense otherwise you're just like what in the shit are you saying but so these number eight to represent radiation um there's a lot of symbolism a lot of unspoken uh communication during this abuse and while your brain is like searching for meaning to make the pain stop you eventually will get it because you know our brains are good at making associations and finding patterns 
and they know that and so what they do is they put you in fight or flight mode and in panic and until you find the meaning they'll just keep hammering you they'll give you little hints but like unspoken because uh it's just whatever that's just how this abuse goes so anyways um they would say so so they so they already created the number eight as an association and just like you know how i was teaching you guys in what is red squatting podcast about how they were creating the association with the color red for do not go here whatever different colors mean different things you know yellow meant advice um orange was like a secret i mean it just got out of control but they did the same thing with words, you understand? So they would uh, – it's all about plausible deniability when you're dealing with intelligence agencies or even intelligence contractors who are paid to do COINTELPRO to you. But, yeah, every time I go to the hospital, they would radiate me and they would tell me I'm going to get taxed $8. That's how they would – you're going to get taxed $8 every time you go to the hospital. So basically they were telling me – because criminals talk the same way. This isn't like fantasy shit. Like there's the, – in fact, the FBI has a website. Uh, specifically dedicated to like literally every code word for every kind of drug or crime or what there's like a list on the internet it's like urban dictionary but for criminals like what criminals talk about how they talk it's it's crazy this so i mean a lot of this stuff transfers over to lots of different um subcultures etc and they just use their they use their formats and systems as a method and other means but I mean, just going through this abuse to to know that they're you know I couldn't even get health care. You know what I'm saying? They're making it so I couldn't get health care. Like going to the doctors, they're making it so I couldn't even go to the fucking doctors. And if they didn't have one of their doctors working at the hospital or what have you or around me, what they would do is they would go in and they have like a shitty, corrupt cop because cops go in the emergency room a lot they're just there and so do firemen and the cops would go in there while I was in the waiting room because you know how it takes forever to be seeing the doctor and the cop would go and talk to everybody in the back tell them I was like a fucking child predator and a rapist and shit like that like no bullshit they would go out of their fucking way right so then the nurses would then think going to judge dread mode wouldn't give me help um, would fucking make shit extra painful I mean, it was just fucking incredible. Um, and like I said, a lot of it lended towards like like sex crimes or child endangerment kind of rumors. But the reason why they went that direction is because when you're, when you're abusing someone or you're trying to smear them, you want to make a smear or a rumor about them that nobody would be against. And that's literally the game. You create something that sounds so horrible... And something that you know nobody would be against. And that is absolutely crucial when you're smearing someone's reputation. Uh, I think there's even a quote. Let me give you this quote, man. Let me give you this quote. I think I'm going to lay my phone on my chest while I get my other rectangle on my hand so I can multitask here. I know we're talking about the jail here, man, but I think these are some thoughts I need to get out and you guys need to listen to. Because you need to know how crazy it gets. And the people who are listening that are under gang stalking, etc. I don't know if you guys have gone through this. Because like I said, they keep you pretty isolated. So the the, most of the time when I I, I reach out to you people, it's people who call me. Because I I created a a Google voice number that you guys can call. It's not my actual number, but it's a Google voice number. 
and people will call me and tell me about their abuse and everything. And a lot of them are like super paranoid, believe it or not, uh, because this abuse makes people paranoid. So hold on. Um, Oh God, I hate this. I should have gotten that. I'm t I can't find that. I can't find the quote. But it's by this famous PR guy. Fuck, I forget famous PR guy from back in the day and he's talking about um, making a lie that's so incredible the gist of it is making a lie so incredible that no one dare question it because it's so out of out of control and this and this guy who this uh, this dude who worked in PR kind of an older quote I think he's from like the 70s or 80s on how they would they would do that they would, they would create these lies for their clients about their opponents and what they do, they just make it such an incredible lie. And it's so, like, salacious that nobody's going to challenge it, right? Because it's so unbelievable. And then just have some sort of authority distribute that information. And it can be, a, you know, it can be a corrupt authority, like a policeman or whatever. And so that's what happens. So I have all these people that don't want to talk to me about whatever it is that they think in their head. But they literally think I'm, like, eating fucking babies, it's crazy, and a lot of these people they came out and they they uh, I remember this guy at a, a guy at a fucking grocery store, literally just fucking I never met this guy in my life. Somehow he knows my face. And that's another thing. Do you understand? For you to know someone's face and them not to be like on TV or is that's incredible. That means someone went to a huge amount of effort to distribute my picture and everything. Like there's a thing that the brain does. It's called prototyping and children do it when they're younger and then every time you see a new thing or a new car or what have you your brain does this thing where it builds like an image and a picture of it and then it stores what that thing would look like at different angles so you can recognize an object at every different angle it's kind of like a car you know like if you see a car in the rear corner or whatever just by the corner back taillight and whatever you'd be like oh that's a that's a fucking supra that's a that's a Corvette or what, you know what I'm saying? But from any angle, you can know that thing. It's called prototyping. And so people have to be exposed to your name and your face and the associated idea like a substantial amount of times, you understand? Which is why media coverage is so expensive because they understand imprinting a prototype. That's what it's called, a pro your prototyping. Imprinting a prototype on the brain takes an extraordinary amount of effort. So a complete fucking stranger that I've never seen in my life somehow had prototyped in their brain my face, even though I have a fucking mask on, and called me a fucking pedophile in line, and then went on about some shit about, like, taking out the trash and whatever, and then I fucking, I asked this dude, I was like, bro, within a fucking... Within a within a three mile radius from literally because the, the 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 store I was at was down the street from my house, 
I was like, from a th in a three-mile radius around this fucking location alone, there's over 500 child pr registered child predators. And these are things I have to become acquainted with because when people start making these like, these uh, accusations about you and shit like that, you just you you tend to do all this research on like how this information gets distributed. Are there like subgenres of people out there that you know specially target these people and blah 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 like. You just you you go through this you go into this like black hole and you discover try to learn everything about what it is that you're learning about, and I was just like, bro, you have over 500 registered child predators within a three mile radius of this location. I can see you've checked them on the internet. Like, I've seen your guys' scorecard. You don't care about your community. You just someone is teaching you little dogs to bark at me. He didn't know what to fucking say after that. He shut the fuck up because he realized, like, oh, yeah, we actually don't care. I actually don't care about this. You know, somebody fucking made me give a shit about something that I actually don't give a fuck about. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Let's say somebody says they, they are a sports fanatic. And you say, name a sports team. They go, uh, the... Tennessee Unicorns? You're like, no, that's not a team. Name, name your favorite player. And they go, uh, Joe Bojangles? Like, you're just like, okay, well, obviously you're just, you're not a sports fanatic. So, so, so why you gotta lie to kick it? And like, that's what it is. is these, these, this, this character assassination, it's, it's on a level that you don't quite really can really appreciate unless you've been through this. So these, 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 these fucking middle-aged chodes act like this is a hill they're dying on. And it's like, well, bro, first off, none of that shit's true. Second off, how the fuck do you even know my face? Do you understand how much effort goes into being able to know someone's face like that? Like, an extreme amount of effort. And that shit doesn't come free, you know what I'm saying? And nobody does shit for free. People don't make those... People don't understand that... People, people, people don't register that. They just... I think I put it on par on another podcast. These people are on par with those guys you see on TV who are screaming at uh, fucking school meetings about uh, fucking, you know, critical race theory or their kids wearing masks in school. Remember that crazy video of that guy who was keeping a principal from getting in his car and they're all screaming at him saying, we know where you live, like over a piece of cloth, over a piece of fucking cloth. And that's the, that's the caliber of these motherfuckers who will stalk me in town. It's these middle-aged losers. You know, Randy Marsh, you know, Stan's dad. And remember that episode, he's like, what are you going to do about it? Remember he really got into, like, uh, fucking uh, uh, kids baseball and shit like that, like Little League. Remember that? He'd fight everyone. In the it's, it's that asshole. But somehow there were many different variations of that same asshole. And these motherfuckers, man, they just follow me around town. They'll watch, they'll take pictures of me at the fucking Walmart because they've been... They, they're, they're, there's like this hero complex or some shit, but they act like they're, they're all about that life, right? Like, uh, they, they, they act like um, this is what they do. They chase out my kind, whatever my kind is. Or, well, obviously, I understand it's the fucking the, uh, the, the rumor being spread, but, but then you look at their scorecard and you'd be like. 
and I've been keeping track of that that Megan's Law map because I like I said I just when you get faced with this kind of shit you you just go down this black hole and you learn everything about it. Well, I don't know about you, but I do. I get hyper I get hyper obsessed with things when they influence me or affect me. So I'm sitting there. I've been watching this map for like two years, and not only has the number gotten ex over the past year and a half, because I first started keeping track of that map last year, and it was around 340, and this year it's up to 500 and, and change, bro, like, and that's just three miles around my house where a lot of this abuse is occurring, where, I, you know, I gotta live and I gotta go to the store and whatever, it's Walmart and fucking grocery stores and restaurants and everything all around, and uh, the number is getting bigger. Do you understand? But these motherfuckers who are harassing me, making my life, like, so incredible. Like, these motherfuckers outside my window and shit like that trying to, like, I've caught people trying to get into my house late at night because they're going to come in here and teach me a lesson or fucking fuck with my shit. Like, they're grown men playing army outside my fucking window because of all these rumors going on. They're fucking grown men, bro. 3 a.m. outside playing fucking army, homie. Right? And they they talk about, they're all about, you know, so they're, they're, it's because they're protecting their community. It's like, well, homie, I've, I'm keeping track of your scorecard. Not only are, not only has that, you know I'm saying, not, not only are you guys not taking care of your neighborhood, because I've seen how many actual fucking people that you should be concerned about live around here, but the number is getting substantially larger. Substantially larger. But it's not just three miles. Like, if you go out from the map, I mean, motherfuckers have been chasing me around the... Have, this one guy in a CVS told me, we'll all leave you alone if you stay away from the beaches. And I'm just like, fucking... Like I said, this is a really strange thing. I swear to God, I know this podcast says... Uh, you know, it's a follow-up from my jail episode, but Jesus, let me let me just let me just describe this to you. And I know other people who've gone through this gang stalking shit just really can appreciate it. So their whole thing is they think I'm gonna go look at children on the beach because of the shit they've been told. And I was like, okay, I can understand their concern, but now I've got a data. I got a data point. So I was like, I'm just curious, how many how many registered, like, I understand what they think, right? Because somebody's smearing my reputation. Believe it or not, I went almost four to five years without even understanding this was a rumor being spread about me. Do you understand? So I'm just getting hit with all this abuse because people don't want us. People, a lot of these, these retards, they don't have social skills. Do you know what I'm saying? But they want to feel like they're validated in every choice they make. They want to feel like every decision they've made of a thought or or whatever, was right the first time. And that's where the cognitive dissonance comes in, where once you make a decision, you will refuse to change your position on that because what's going on is it's hurting the ego. It's a subconscious, it's a subconscious reaction because then if you have to admit that you're wrong, then that means you, and you change your position. Just by changing your position, um, you understand subconsciously that that signals to other people that you make choices that aren't correct and so your ego doesn't want to seem like it makes bad decisions so it will continue to reinforce and and support a bad decision off the bat um 
to avoid feeling like you make terrible judgment calls. And because you subconsciously know, you'll signal out to other people you make terrible judgment calls. I guess the best example of this could be everyone has that friend who has a fucking $550 car payment telling everyone he got a great deal. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, dude, I think you got fucking swindled. I think I think you got fucking mopped up on the, uh, you know, with the, that car payment. But it's like, it's the, it's the same thing. It's that guy. Like, it's it's the same mental retardation, you know, like... You're going to convince yourself you didn't make a fucking bad call. Do you know what I'm saying? And then every time you try to conv- you know, show someone hard data on why whatever judgment call they made was bad. Like, look at all your car payment. Your car payment should only be, like, so much percent of your, your, your income. Um, did you even look at that he charged you, you know, $1,000 for floor mats? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though you'll hit him with all this data... They'll just be like, nah, I make this great, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I must be, you know, I'm a great mind. There's no way I could make a bad judgment call. And so that's what I'm also dealing with. So I was just curious. I know now, at the, after, that's after I became, uh, had, a, uh, had situational awareness about wow, the, the kind of information people are acting on. Because you just get abused by people for years. You, I got no fucking clue what the fuck they're talking about. Um... Yeah. So then they're like, don't go to the beach. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm fucking curious. There's this guy. He owns a music uh, recording school and recording studios on the beach. He's involved in it. He's like a prominent business guy. And people from his camp were saying that shit to me. And then I, his, 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 his uh, business is on the beach. And I was just curious. So I, I opened up that map, right, to show where all the fucking, the fucking the pedos live. And there was one living right across the street from his fucking business. Literally across the street from his fuck registered and, and and the guys and then I went all up and down the beach, bro. There are people guilty of what's it called? Some of the charges are called multiple counts of forcible penetration of a child under 14 years of age. All up and down the coastline, like here in here in in my beach town. So obviously these motherfuckers don't give a shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just a crazy thing, and people are becoming, like, hyper-fixated on. And then, like, mob mentality gets into it. And a lot of these guys, they're losers. Do you understand? I know I feel like I'm preaching the fucking choir here. Please hear me out, because you just, you really have to appreciate. And this is just when I leave my fucking house, the kind of shit I got to deal with. Every time I leave the house. On top of the fact that every one of my living situations for the past couple of years has had this radiation shit that I don't I don't own the houses, I rent, or you know what I'm saying at one time I was laying low at a family member's house because they just kept me broke they kept me from getting a job. It was incredible like being blacklisted and everything man you just can't get a job anywhere. I couldn't get a job as a fucking dishwasher and then finally when I get like a bullshit job. Even though I have like a degree and ten year background in marketing, whatever, um, people would go into my job and then like hype these these assholes up the same kind of shit, and then they would agree to let them do that radiation shit to me. Because, like I said, they just create an argument, they create a persona or a lie about you that nobody could be against. So, like, it's just incredible. So I have this radiation shit and poison and my air being fucked with at the house. And when I leave the fucking house, I get absolutely stalked and terrified by a bunch of fucking clowns, a bunch of middle-aged Randy Marshes 
who have no fucking clue what the fuck they're talking about. They they say that the, it, they're they're doing it for one reason, but then when you you ask them like, do you even understand like how many fucking people in your neighborhood are here? Like, I went around and I talked to some of these fucking registered offenders. I didn't identify myself as whatever. I just go there and I ask them if you know if they're doing all right. And I heard some you know harassment. What I just I kept it pretty vague. One guy I had to fucking kind of walk away from because he got kind of weirded out. I even went to some of these peoples on the map, on that map, right? Because I was curious, because you, I really wanted to fucking see if this was really what was going on. Like, they're, they're living their best life, bro. These motherfuckers are living their best life, and these are people who are, like, verified, blue check mark verified by the government. No, nobody in this, nobody who asked me gives a fuck about the half a thousand, and that's just in three miles from my house, not my whole city. Not even the, you know what I'm saying? Not the whole county. Just from my house. Or the area, what I was looking at. It's fucking incredible. These motherfuckers are high. They are drunk on their own shit. They are pissing in their mouth and getting drunk on their own bullshit. And, like, these... And here's another thing. A lot of these guys come from, like... Here's an, I don't believe in low-skilled jobs because I believe every job to do it well requires a person to be of high caliber. So I'm not shitting on people when I say this, but definitely somebody who is undereducated um, and kind of a doofus. Do you know what I'm saying? Kind of like a hometown hero. Like, it's pretty fucking sad. But these motherfuckers, they act like they're doing it for... They think they're doing it for one reason, or they, they claim they are. But it's just like going back to that sports analogy. Like, someone says, oh, I'm all about sports. Oh, really? Name your favorite team. They can't name a team. They can't name a player. They don't even... They know what I'm saying? They, they don't even know, well, you know, when the fucking Super Bowl is. Like, they have... You know what I'm saying? They're just, they're just assholes who were handed a hill to die on. Kind of like those those jackasses who scream in those those city council meetings about their kids having to wear masks at school and threaten pr- principals and shit. It's just doofuses, Randy Marshes, who need to die on a hill because their s- lives are sad and empty and void. And that's all it is. When I literally presented that fucking random asshole at the grocery store, with like, I was like, bro, what about this map here that says you're full of shit? Like, he didn't know what the fuck to say or that. He shut the fuck up. And then somebody else, and then the fucking cashier lady came in to try to save, uh, you know, save the the conversation because they were all laughing and shit. And it was, I forget, I even forget what the response was. It was dumb as fuck. You can just feel the vibe changed after I fucking pulled that map out. And I was like, you motherfuckers are so full of shit. You know, this shit is getting worse, too. It's getting worse. It's you gained over 250 uh, of these motherfuckers on this in a year. That's sheds, that shows you how guys have a really bad track record. Actually, I know I ran off. On, I know I, I went off and rambled about fucking hospital and whatever. But like you have to understand, when I'm not even at home and being exposed to this stuff or worried about people breaking into my house or whatever, every time I venture out to buy a fucking pair of socks, bro, whatever go to Best Buy, you know, if I need to go buy fucking toiletries or off supplies or whatever. I got these fucking clowns. Clowns. Grown clowns. These fucking Randy Marshes. These, what are you gonna do? Like, the fucking clowns, bro. Like, ugh. And what happens is these clowns, they double down on it. 
because cognitive dissonance. They don't want to believe they got convinced to buy a fucking, you know, a fucking day woo at $500 a month. You know, they don't want to fucking admit that they made a terrible fucking decision and now they're just going to stick with it. So their ego, oh, God forbid, this huge, you know, influential person of society, fucking hometown hero jackass has too many's fucking wrong. What will um, that? I bet that'll change the tides. Like, get the fuck out of here. Just losers. Losers. I can't say it enough. And you will, if you're under this fucking, this program, this, you have no fucking clue, man. People, humans are social creatures. You know what I'm saying? I can't even go to a fucking restaurant, right? What'll happen is, like, if I go to a restaurant maybe I haven't been before, uh, someone will show up eventually and then ask to speak to a manager or whatever. And then those motherfuckers will, like, go and tell these people like who I am whatever my food will take extra long all of a sudden you know what I'm saying it's incredible it's incredible bro so somebody's getting paid to do this do you understand they're getting paid very good money um you know they I, I, it's you know what I'm saying and to do it for so many years to know things about prototyping what has to happen for somebody's face name idea about them to be imprinted so heavily it's literally the reason why media time is so expensive because like yeah it's bananas so yeah sorry i went off on that fucking rant and you probably uh hopefully you didn't fast forward but yeah let's get into what this thing's all about but you should really need to appreciate when i'm not sucking a million dicks or eating you know eating a bag of dicks at the house figuratively meaning like having to deal with like the radiation shit and like Bro, like, some terrible shit happened. Like, some of these landlords have just done some terrible shit. I won't even call them landlords because they're filtering my internet, just like how they're keeping me blacklisted. And making sure I only land at these houses that they've already set up to have all this horrible shit in here. So I just, like, bake with this radiation shit in my back since these assholes also hit me with a fucking car. Because they didn't like the fact that I kept leaving the house. I had to get a fucking electric scooter, right? Because uh, they kept sabotaging my car. If you've been paying attention to the podcast, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I had to get an electric scooter because I was like, fuck, I need to get around. But I can't be in a car full of, like, radiated piece of metal and shit like that. And somewhere that they can hide a device inside of the fucking car. Because they did eventually. It was somewhere. Something, somewhere. It was in, underneath the seat somewhere. Um, it's just so crazy. But, yeah, these these motherfuckers, they act like this is a holy war and it's like well no it's not you fucking dumb cunt look at the scorecard it's only getting worse and this is just around here if you go up and down the coast like do you guys you oh you guys are you so you so you guys are gonna chase a man over a rumor which i can easily prove if you fucking will take 14 seconds to fucking let me talk to you but they don't want to do that they just they they makes these guys feel like a man too like there's like a macho thing involved it's just Bro, you just had no fucking clue. And this is just leaving the house. This is just leaving the house. <clears throat> it's incredible. You really can't appreciate it. You cannot fucking appreciate it. But they, they, these motherfuckers, they act like it's a moral thing. It, it's not, bro. I seen the scorecard. You're bullshit. You're fucking, you're, you're sub-bullshit. But like so, so what? So, so they're gonna follow me around town because of a rumor someone spreading spreading about me, which I didn't even wasn't even aware about for many years. I just thought, 
these townies were abusing. But that's what these contractors do. They go around, they they find out like the cliques, and they go to PTA meetings and shit like that. And they go around, they pass around your photo, and though some of them will even per- impersonate police officers and go around passing out flyers and shit. Like it's incredible how out of town. Like if the U.S. government wants to smear you, if you're a threat to somebody or at least somebody high ranking in the U.S. government. Boy, do they have a plan to ruin your fucking life. Anyways, long story, motherfucking longer. This is the shit I deal with on a regular fucking basis, and it's by the saddest motherfuckers alive. Now, when I venture out of town, that's when I get people who have these, like, radiation things in their car and shit. These are the contractors and, like, criminals and shit like that that get, you know, paid by the contractors to do this shit. It's crazy. So I, it's like leaving San Diego is going to be an absolute nightmare. Every time I left San Diego uh, uh, County, some it's a fucking nightmare. I got these people trying to swerve me off the fucking road. Uh, this is when I was driving a car. And I tried to go to L.A. to talk to CNN fucking... What was it? BuzzFeed, L.A. Times. Like, bro, I left stacks of notes. With my contact info, etc., being like, you guys come, you know, this is what's happening. This is what you guys should know. Please follow up with me, whatever. Uh, because I need, I, uh, and I made, and I, and I didn't talk with the reporters for more like an hour, or even like a fifteen minutes, in some in some cases, because it takes me so long to get down to L.A. and traffic is so bad. You don't understand at night trying to do defensive driving to a bunch of psychos trying to run you off the fucking road is even worse like it's even worse so anyways fucking let's talk about the jail thing sorry i had to go off on that fucking rant but bro you just you just don't got any clue that's and that's just that part of it you know what i'm saying they're keeping me poor they keep me broke they keep me from getting a job um My resume is getting filtered out. I know because they'll send. Uh, you know, you have no idea what kind of power and control over the internet NSA contractors have. Like, think of your phone as not your phone. If you really understand, they have already backdoors on the operating systems. The control the NSA has over the internet, they can basically plug. In, they can do something called a filter bubble on you, so only certain information. Will you will only see certain information, and what makes this worse? I guess something. I'm gonna rant for a few more minutes, but we're gonna get to this other really important shit because you really need to know about it. It's a follow up to the jail, but I want to go. I'm, I think I'll finish this little mini rant. Well, it's not mini. Uh, with this is, you know how cord cutting is becoming a thing now, and no one has like a TV bill. Everyone just has an internet connection, and then they're just using their TV on the Wi-Fi because it's free now. What's happening is, is what's you know you there could be horrible things going on in another part of the country when cord cutting cutting becomes pretty much commonplace, and a lot of these people aren't plugged into local news. What's happening on cable, what have you, because of all these cord cutters, and that's going to be an easy way to hide horrible shit like what some of the other shit that went down here in San Diego after that leak came out because the military is so fucking paranoid. Oh, Jesus, they're hitting me with the radiation shit as I'm talking to you. You have to really understand, I'm literally getting hit with this radiation shit as I'm talking to you guys. I'm fighting radiation sickness while I'm trying to give you a fucking podcast. Like, you just have no fucking clue. And this is just, I'm just yapping into my phone trying to give you guys tips 
you know, in case you're a journalist, if you're uh, a whistleblower or just somebody who's been subject to gang stalking, what you have to do. I'm just trying to give you guys tips, and they're literally hitting me with this shit right now. Like I said, uh, all the places that I rent, they already have this shit pre-installed in the houses. I found out from one of those contractors that was helping me a few years back. They have a name for these things. They call them kill houses. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's I guess it's like a common thing in military towns because uh, there's a lot of intelligence, etc., that lives in these areas. And this is just one of these things. It's called the kill house. And it could be contractors. It could be. It can be. It, these can be intel contractors. Secure. Well, they call them security contractors. But they're pretty much like spies for hire, just like a mercenary is for hire. But yeah, so I just constantly. The only places I end up living are these fucking kill houses. But on top of that, like I said, they have these weird townies who will be like they get all charged up and they get all fucking crazy on all these fucking rumors and shit. Um, and they'll be outside playing army at 3 a.m. trying to get into my fucking my bedroom and shit like that when I'm sleeping. It's it's out of control, man. It's out of control. Anyways, so yeah, the cord cutting thing. Like when that becomes even even more commonplace, because I want to say like even the Samsung TV I got uh, came with. Samsung TV, I guess, and it's got like a thousand channels of free TV on it. Like, now they're just gonna make it commonplace. You buy a TV and you hook it up to your Wi Fi, you have pretty much just every show you'd want to see. All there's a bunch of news channels and shit like that. Um, it's all free because you know, ads they realize they pay for ads because of programmatic, programmatic advertising. Uh, over the web is becoming so huge like they're actually you know it's actually paying for itself that's why it's free is because you know saying they're gonna keep track of the location your phone's in and what ads you've probably seen on that tv and what that tv listens to whatever so that's become more commonplace but since cord cuttings and cord cuttings become more and more prevalent um local news is going to be squashed in a way do you understand it's going to go the way of the dinosaur. But also, since things like filter bubbles... Look up what a filter bubble is. The you know the government, NSA, contractors, whatever, can put a person into a filter bubble, a city into a filter bubble, a region into a filter bubble. But they're also going to be able to control the programming that comes through on the TV. So it'll get to a point where, even though we have a, a, an internet connected that goes from coast to coast, they can filter bubble your region, what have you... And they could keep people from knowing about atrocities happening in one town or whatever because the cord cuttings are going to become more and more prevalent. And then they could control the flow of information, the, the data coming to your TV, to your phone, to your news feed, what have you. So there could be just these atrocious things happening. And that will be a way for the, for the government to, to, to control um, information of that getting out. So, yeah, I know. Sorry I had to unload you guys there, but you really need to understand the challenges I'm going through here, man. And the fact that, you know, like, like I think I've said this in a couple of the podcasts, you could literally be watching me have a live stream of me and not even realize because I've been I've literally had to just get used to radiation poisoning. I just fight it off. I'm like, oh, the nausea is coming again. So I just fight it off. 
and I pretend like nothing's going on, but I'm fucking suffering. It's just nobody is trying to help me. Nobody fucking gives a shit. Nobody cares. And the fucking government, the federal government, when I go to the FBI, when I go to local police or whatever, they just stonewall me or play games or whatever. So they don't fucking care. So you don't understand. Like, I could literally be sitting there and looking like I'm not doing a goddamn thing and I'm fighting back radiation poisoning like a motherfucker. Radiation poisoning is nothing anybody should ever get used to. Unless you plan on moving to Mars. But that's for that's a whole nother... That's for a science podcast that I'm not willing to start up. But yeah, man. It's nothing you should get used to. In fact, the first six months this was used on me as a weapon was some of the most traumatic shit. Because like your body shuts down. And there's like levels of radiation poisoning because you got to think about it there's a a cup called the a greedy cup that if you fill it if you put wine in it it'll be fine but there the way it, it there has this little tube in there and in the middle of the cup that goes out the bottom of it you should check it out it's called the greedy greedy cup look it up and if you fill it too much then it overflows and you lose all the wine in your cup it's called the greedy it's called the greedy cup it's like a little science experiment thing. But that's essentially radiation poisoning. Is this is like they'll keep at radiating you, radiating you, radiating you, and sooner or later it comes to a point where you're at the top of the, you know, saying at the fill line of the greedy cup, and then just it all dumps out, and that's basically you shitting your pants, throwing up, having a breakdown, you know, your heart's fucking racing. You can even pass out, like, and if you pass out. Uh, there's a high likelihood that you're going to probably die of radiation. Uh, too much radiation poisoning if you pass out. I think even in that in that, in that that uh, movie, what is it? Elysium. That's what happened to Matt Damon. Where he uh, got radiated in that chamber. but And he passes out. That's usually they say if you pass out from radiation, radiation exposure, you're probably going to die soon. Anyways. So yeah, bro, I'm dealing with all this shit. So you can even be watching me and it doesn't look like anything's happening because it's invisible. You can't see it. You can't fucking hear it. And I've been exposed to it for so long, I just am used to it. But I will tell you, it's hard for me to concentrate on work while I'm being radiated because when you're working on stuff, you have to pay attention to details. Well, at least when you're creating content, you got to pay attention to details. You got to keep a track if you're if you're creating like editorial content or you're writing a story or whatever there's a lot of things you got to keep track of and i really wouldn't say like my work severely suffers when i'm under radiation poisoning so what i'll do is when i'm getting radiated out just i will just scroll on tiktok or whatever and wait for these motherfuckers to stop because whoever's got their fucking finger on the button like it, it goes through stages um you know, I'll talk a lot of shit. They made it, make it aware that they can hear me or see me or whatever. Like I said, these houses are all rigged up. Especially for somebody that uh, uh, the government wants to fucking make sure that they don't, they don't say anything. But these houses are rigged up. They're called kill houses. And they also, they got pinhole cameras. They got, they'll, or they'll hack your fucking TV or your phone. They'll find ways to just keep an eye or an ear on you constantly. And so I'll test what's going on. 
you know, I'll, I'll talk shit or whatever. And I might sound like I'm talking like a crazy person. I'm talking to the ether. But uh, I'm talking to a person listening to a hot mic. And you can definitely tell by the amount of shit that I talk how much radiation I get. Because this person definitely understands they have dominion over me. And that they're getting a blank check from the government to do this. And I only know it's a blank check from the government to do this because, like I said, I've I've told you in other podcasts is I've started off going to local police, then I went to the sheriff's department, and then I went there multiple times, and they just kept giving me the runaround. They would stonewall me. They wouldn't take my report. Uh, if they give me a fucking report number, then they would just throw it away and not file the report. It would never be there. And this happened for years. And it happened for like three years until finally I was like, these motherfucking police are involved in this shit. They're not trying to help me. Let's go to the next. What's the next level? And I was like, am I really going to go to the fucking FBI over this? And the thing is, is when you go through this abuse, man, once you get to able to talk to somebody who will listen, you kind of come off a little nuts because like there's a lot of anxiety like pant up and so I finally talked to the feds and I was like bro you have no idea what's going on here and like these contractors and some of these cops etc man like they're fucking corrupt pieces of shit some of these dudes they run girls these are cops they fucking run girls they fucking try to groom bitches for for, for, I'm sorry not bitches I apologize I'm uh, they they try to groom uh, uh, females for like sex trafficking and, sh- and shit. They'll work together with like local gangs to to. Oh, I know so and so girl. Blah blah blah. I've had a few calls on her here. Let me, you know, what I'm saying let me introduce you. Like they're fucking garbage here, homie. Like these these fucking cops are garbage. They are fucking garbage, and it's hot garbage. What's going on here? Uh, I and, and, and you know I would do with the law enforcement community in San Diego what uh, JFK said he wanted to do with the CIA and scatter it to a million pieces like they really need to just disband these motherfuckers especially the people who monitor the internet and these contractors and just hire all new people that don't know each other from all around the fucking the country to here and they need to fire all the rest of these motherfuckers the corruption is out of control the fact that I had marines with NSA detail and local cops working together to extort me while this was going on is incredible. Like, do you understand? We gave up our rights. The Patriot Act, we fucking gave up our rights for them to have that. So let me just give you a quick rundown to uh, catch you up on shit. I promise to God I'm going to get to what the subject matter is. But, you know, I don't fit. Maybe this wasn't communicated enough because I'm getting people sending me messages D- uh, direct messages, you know, talking shit on 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 Twitter to me, etc. Because I and like um, they don't feel like you know this is a real thing going on. But basically, before this shit got crazy, and I found out that I knew something I shouldn't have known. Uh, this all started before that was a bunch of local guys with NSA detail and some corrupt cops were trying to extort me. And San Diego is a military town. The military is everywhere here. Uh, it's the highest concentration of military personnel in the United States. And we have the world's biggest army, so that's saying a lot. So highest concentration of military personnel, military contractors, government contractors, etc. So it's all one big happy family. One clusterfuck of, of deep state and Pentagon fuck faces. And thanks to the Patriot Act, etc., these people who monitor my internet 
um, if they can prove that I might be of a terrorist threat or whatever, they can get a temporary FISA warrant on me, find out everything they want to know about my fucking my my fucking financials, etc. Um, and you know, basically, they were. They found a way to get a temporary FISA warrant on me so they could keep track of keep tabs on me, look at my financials, whatever. And these these local Marine people and some and believe it or not, and some people I grew up with. Because like I said, I grew up around these people. These people grew up, they got jobs in the military, they got jobs doing NSA contracting, they got jobs being police officers. These are people I grew up around because I lived in this town my whole this area my whole life. Uh, tried to extort me. And they did a lot of, like, ghost-in-the-machine type shit on my computers and my phone and my TV. I mean, just crazy shit to try to terrify me to a point. And then they said, listen, if you don't fucking pay us this money we know you're going to be coming into. Because they thought I was going to be coming into about, a, a like, half a million dollars or something. Um, they said, if you don't fucking pay us this money, we're going to ruin your fucking life. And so I didn't pay them any money. And sure enough, they came down harder on me because they thought I was lying. And uh, while I was going through all this pressure, I was trying to think of, like, I wonder if this is happening for this reason or this reason. And then finally, I, I came up on something. And I said something about some video where it seemed like I came across a leak on the Internet of somebody trying to, trying to like, get some information out during the uh, 2008 election season. And... Um, Yeah, and it turned up being that they, they looked into it. These guys who were monitoring me while I was, they were tormenting me, they looked it up, and sure enough, it was they got kind of a red flag, and almost when I brought it up, like I said, they were keeping eyes and ears on me, these guys who were trying to extort me, local cops and these Marine with NSA detail. And they uh, looked it up, and they got some sort of answer back because by the next day, my life was bananas, bro. But, yeah. It is what it is. Let's follow up on this shit about going to jail. Which is what this podcast was supposed to be about before I had to go on and on and on. Because, like, shit is a nightmare over here, man. And just because I make this shit look easy. And I want to say there's a lot of people who are under this program. The gang stalking, etc. Just because... Maybe somebody who's been gang stalked for quite a while makes it look easy. Does not mean it's easy. It's just, it's hedonic adaptation. You can look that up. Hedonic adaptation. Where the, the human uh, nervous system that includes the brain and your emotions or isn't made to operate in fight or flight mode for long periods of time. It's mainly a defense mechanism. So when you're constantly being terrified and gang stalked, etc., eventually your your brain starts to normalize it and starts to not get so excited about things, etc. It becomes used to the abuse. It normalizes the abuse. This can be seen for a lot of people who are like domestic violence victims, you know, people who get abused by their parents, uh, even like people who are in like sex trafficking where they're pimps and stuff like that will abuse them and you know what I'm saying you'll see crazy shit happen you ever seen those videos online of like 
pimps beating their women in the street and shit like and that's normal to them and they're gonna go back to that guy the next day or whatever like they normalize the abuse and so just because people who are under this gang stalking or whatever make it look easy does not mean we're not having we're just not fucking about to explode you understand it's just because I make it look easy does not mean I'm having an easy time it just means I've been revving at, you know, 10,000 RPMs for so many years. I will absolutely fucking come apart. And they say stress makes gives you health problems, which is true because your nervous system is tied to the rest of your cells and everything else. It, it fucking, it'll take a toll on you, man. Um, so I can't do that anymore. I can't do it. So... Um, for all the people who are hating on me on the internet while I'm trying to literally give you guys a fucking playbook for free because I want to tell you man there's a lot of these um, there's a lot of these fucking gang stalking forums and shit like that when I was first having have first when I was first going under this abuse I didn't even know it was called gang stalking or whatever I just started searching like groups of people stalking me trying to terrify me saying crazy things to me where like i was just googling like what the fuck is this because i was trying to see if anybody else has had this because i don't think i'm a unique motherfucker you know and um yeah sure enough i came across gang stalking got introduced to the gang stalking community i guess this is like i don't know anywhere between 15 to twenty thousand people in the United States are subject to this and somewhere not. And in a country of 330 million people, that's just not even a drop in the bucket. So yeah, these people could be marginalized and you can never know about it. But, uh, I think vice did, a did like a, a, sh a small little special on it and they kind of made us look like clowns they they, they, they they didn't realize that there's all this psychological abuse etc that, that goes into this shit so they didn't do they didn't do the gang stalking community uh, any favors if anything they just picked one guy and then they had no emotional intelligence about what was going on they really underrepresented the community. Anyways, so yeah, we make it look easy, man. We make this abuse look easy. Cause I mean it's not because we're pros. Well some of us might be. Who knows? But it's hedonic adaptation. The 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 human nervous system can no longer operate at like really low lows and really high highs, so then we normalize whatever's going on around us. And it's the same reason why you, you know, that's essentially culture shock, but for abuse. Do you understand? It's like seeing someone eat a scorpion and then, and then you're sitting there like, what the fuck are you eating? And then they're no, that's normal to them. It's just the human, human, human mind, brain, whatever has this incredible ability to normalize crazy shit after a while. So... You know, if I, uh, I, I, it's only, I can only go so far sometimes. Some days I can do it. Some days I can't. Some days I just want to pretend my life is normal, even though I know it's not. And I get a quick reminder of that every time I leave the house. And, you know, it's fucking pretty gnarly. Anyways, 
You guys came here for jail too, the follow up to my going to jail episode. So I want to give you an update of what's going on and what you can prepare yourself for if you get caught up. So, um, so I went to jail, right? They falsely arrested me. They said I robbed a store and I assaulted the manager of a Taco Bell KFC. The story is I purchased my Mexican food at said restaurant. Like I said, they just hit me with a car shortly before that, so I could barely walk. I had I was mending a a broken spine because they cracked cracked my L5 vertebrae in half. They considering the way it was broken, I was just lucky that I didn't have to have surgery. It was just like a luck thing. But um, I basically had to stay in bed and lay down all day long for three months. Anyways, so I was at, uh, I had to wait for my new place, which is a total setup. I thought it was going to be something good, but it's not. It's a total setup. They already had all this shit installed in the house. I had to wait a month for my new place to be available before I left my old place, which isn't abnormal. People do that. Sometimes apartments aren't ready or they're not, they don't have units that are ready for like 30 days or whatever. And yeah, so I was staying in hotels and... I stayed in a cheap Hotel 6 on the beach because I live on the beach. I just live in a beach city, so it's whatever. So I was staying in a cheap Motel 6 on the beach. And I walked down the street to the Taco Bell KFC Pizza Hut combo restaurant and purchased my Mexican food. And I was rolling all my possessions around in one of those. You ever seen those old lady grocery cart things where it has the giant wheels on it? It looks like a little like half-assed dolly. So I basically stacked all my bags in that because I could not carry any weight because my spine, if I compressed my spine at all, I uh, could severely damage it for life. But too late. My, uh, my, all my vertebrae from my injury down are all herniated now. So good times. But at the time of my injury, I was still recovering. So I had to walk really slow and I couldn't really bend over or anything. And then I was like, hey, you guys think I can have a plastic, that plastic bag right there with the handles on it so I can put my burrito in it? This paper bag, I'm afraid I don't want, you know, the grease from the food or whatever to seep through the bag. And then my fucking food falls in the, on the sidewalk or whatever because so, my, my hotel was like three blocks away. And uh, there's a gentleman behind the counter. He's like, yeah, sure, let me get that for you. And so he's putting the bag into my hand, and it was like... The plastic was already into my palm, and the Hispanic manager, who already stuck her nose up at me twice when I asked her for help, and instead the the like younger gentleman helped me. Um, she came in while he was putting the bag in my hand. She said, "No, he doesn't get a bag." And I was immediately, I was just like, what the fuck, lady? Am I, I am not trying to get you fired from your shitty job. You already have a shitty job. Why am I trying to get you fired? But you are definitely trying to get fired right now. And then I explained to her, I was like, ma'am, the customer is always right. I would like a plastic bag to put my food in instead of this paper bag. She said, no. And then I explained to her again. And I was like, this is, like I said, they, I was already given the bag. 
As I was clasping my hand around the bag to receive it, the lady came in and intercepted it like a fucking football pass. Boom. No, you don't get one. No reason. Just, I don't get one. And uh, I was like, ma'am, the customer's always right. Just let me have the bag. I'm, I'm sorry that you're having, you know, a bad day. And she's like, no. And I was like, ma'am, I have a back injury. As you can see, I'm rolling my shit around. And then I, I lift, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I, I tapped on my I tapped on my back brace. It's a hard shell back brace. I'm all I'm wearing a brace right now. Can I please have the bag? She says, No, you can't have it. And then she told the other guy to go work the window and then she turned her nose up at me and walked away. And I was like, This bitch. So I reached over the count I reached over the counter and grabbed the bag because that was insane. The lady saw me grab the bag. Then she made this huge scene inside the restaurant. Huge. Screaming. She got in my face. She tried to, like, get me to, like, fight her. That's how she was getting in my face, trying to instigate a fight. Meanwhile, like, I'm wheeling my shit around in the old lady grocery cart on my bags. Because I don't trust my bags at a hotel. But, you know what I'm saying? Um, I can barely walk. And I just... If you've ever had somebody nag your face off, maybe like a family member or like an auntie or something like that, and you just like, you don't show emotion, you just like act like they're not there. That's basically what I did to this chick. I was, I was not about to put up with her fucking tantrum. So I just ignored her while she was like pretty much, if her, she didn't have a mask on, she'd be spitting in my face. She has a cordless telephone in her hand. And I was like, look, I'm going to leave. I'm taking my bag. And I'm going to leave. She's like, I'm going to call the police. I was like, I think you should call the police. And she's like, I am going to call the police. And this by, the time, by this time, we're outside. And the restaurant is pivoted on the corner of a four-way intersection. But it's uh, the way the city, that part of the city is designed. It's got like the small town, big town feel where they make it look like, feel like Main Street. So the streets are really small. So all the businesses, cameras and shit like that can see each other through windows and whatever because it's like clustered all together. Because, you know, they want to make a beach town look all quaint for tourists and shit. And by this time we're outside and this lady is screaming at me. She said, I'm calling the police right now. And I was like, lady, call the fucking police. The reason why I was hoping she would call the police is because many years before there was a time when my buddy who was trying to buy alcohol, the guy at the mini mart said his ID was fake because it wasn't scanning and that he was going to call the police. And he's like, my ID's not fake, you know? And he called the police. And when he called the police and the police got there and they, they scanned it with their scanner and they saw the idea was good. They gave a ticket to the, to the mini mart guy, the guy, the fucking, the thank you come again guy. Because if you call the police for a stupid reason, you get a ticket. Well, yeah, in that case, he did. So I was hoping that was going to happen to this lady because she's being so crazy of a plastic bag. But like I said, I'm still under this COINTELPRO shit. And the local police, there's something called the blue wall. And you can search that as I'm talking right now. It's called the blue wall. The best interpretation of the blue wall is... You remember when um, Derek Chauvin killed that dude? Uh, Killed... um, George Floyd and the night that he killed that dude that um, 
cops from like all different police stations made a huge line around his house and protected Derek Chauvin. Do you remember that? There's video of it on the internet, on YouTube. There's and this and this and this girl screaming because there's literally a wall of police officers that surrounded this dude's entire house from outside the property line. So you're looking at you know at least 150 officers, elbow to elbow, standing outside his house all night long, protecting this man. That's the same kind of treatment that happens here in San Diego when they're caught when cops are known to try to shake people down or whatever all these cops they protect each other in fact the justice department protects the cops too and they all think that they're infallible they think that they walk on water and it's really disgusting so i'm also under this program there's also cops that try to extort me they don't want to go to jail they're not trying to report this. They're not trying to help me. Internal affairs is not getting back to me. Like it's just corrupt to the bone here. I mean, if I, if I was going to get involved, I'd have to go to Sacramento and go to the internal affairs headquarters of the entire state because I'm just not getting. I was just. I've just not been getting help here, purposefully. These motherfuckers, they just walk on water over here, apparently. And previous to. I just want to tell you this. Keep in mind. I'm, I'm trying to recap, and we're going to get into all these great tips. But I know you're not going to go back to the other podcast if I say, listen to the other podcast. I've seen the the metrics. Um, I, I can tell when users listen to this, and then and if I tell you to go listen to this other podcast, the numbers, I can see if they jump up or not after I publish certain podcasts, whatever. So... Yeah, I'm also under this COINTELPRO thing, and I know about these smears about me being a fucking child predator going around. And so I will, I, re, I kept my phone in my pocket, and I recorded me going to the city of Carlsbad's police department where one of the – there was a retired police officer who I didn't know was helping spread these rumors quite significantly. So I went there, and I was like, hey, what's with one of your ex-cops – now, this particular cop was saying these things about me to the town because, like I said, the military community is, is huge here. The police and the military, whatever. It's just like one big bed of corruption. And so this dude was obviously tied into these other people. And and that's a separate local problem I'm having to deal with. It's not part of this bigger problem. But, you, like I said, one it's basically one situation crashed into another. So three days prior to my arrest, I went to the caused by police department and i was recording these cops and i was like hey these are the fucking things he's accusing me of and then i showed him like the penal codes and the statute of limitations i was like there is no statute for limitations for these these rumors and crimes people are saying that i'm committed uh, I, I i recorded this video i was walking in i have recorded these officers talking saying this shit uh that their police station is right down the street from a what do you call it a fbi fusion center too so the state and the federal government can get involved very easily in this town, too. So I was literally and so the law is on their side. It's in their favor, etc. So if I was if it's basically me walking in there and, and, and telling him to arrest me for something that it is easily for them to arrest me. So I recorded these officers saying, nope. We don't have any reports from you doing this. We're really sorry this retired cop is doing this, saying this about you, whatever. So I don't think they knew I was recording them. 
and I posted this on the internet to like because people are also harassing me online. They're, you know, what I'm saying it's it's hard because these smears are also go online, and it's keeping me from distributing my my documentaries that I'm trying to do. And I'm not making any money off these things. I just want people to know this information, you know, about certain topics not related to COINTELPRO, but you know, important shit you should definitely put in your brain. And uh, people were refusing to embrace me, have me on the podcast, etc. Because what happened is since my phones are hacked and I got these NSA contractors and shit like monitoring my email, they would contact these people after I would contact them online if they all weren't already uh, being uh, made known of like a bunch of smears about me. But so I was hitting up all these podcasts, etc. to like, you know, plug my movie and then they would have something to talk about. Because those guys are always looking for content, etc., and guests who have good stories. And uh, people were refusing to work with me because of these rumors. So I was just like, I, I mean, before all this, I got a fucking polygraph. I thought that was going to fix it, but I don't, I just, whatever. So then I was like, okay, you know what I need to do? I want to step my game up because I'm trying to literally distribute this shit. Because, you know, there are a lot of people who say my project ain't shit. And people really don't understand the challenges I'm facing. Unbelievable challenges they have yet to even wrap their brain around. So I was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to literally go to the belly of the beast. Supposedly that was the city. All these things happened, right? So I was like, I'm going to go there. There's no statute of limitations. There's an FBI fusion center right down the street. So if they get a ping on any of this shit, they're well tied into these motherfuckers. So I'm going to record these these police and I'm going to tell them all the things that are being said that I did in detail and then I'm going to and I waited there for an hour and I finally talked to these cops and I have it to them on video saying none of these things are true um, we don't know why that cop is saying that shit the retired cop is saying that shit like but I don't think that they knew I was recording them because them thinking they're getting rid of me by just telling me to calm down isn't the same as them working together and talking behind my back to cover their ass their buddies' asses. So I don't think they thought I was they knew I was recording them and I posted the video on YouTube and I started posting it on my my Twitter and everything because I want the people who are talking shit that I'm trying to, you know, hit their podcast up, hit their hit their news platform up, whatever, with my content, my story, whatever. Um they're failing to embrace me because they're worried to touch it because they think that you know what I'm saying? They're going to be associated with somebody. But there's all these rumors flying around. And I literally had to go to the fucking police. To them and, and to the belly of the beast to say, yo, you guys got to say that this shit isn't true. Or tell me it's not true. You know, what's the validity of these things? You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. The statute of limitations says that, you know, it's all in, you know, I'm literally, there's no way I can get away with this shit. So they're just like, no, no, we're not getting any pings. I asked them about, did you check with the Fusion Center? They're like, yeah, yeah, we work with them. Nothing's coming up. We don't know what the fuck's going on. So I posted that video, and then three days later is when this ridiculous fucking arrest happened. So it could be a two-edged thing. It could be part of the COINTELPRO shit, and it could be retaliation from these cops. But you never know, considering these cops are already engaging in this COINTELPRO shit. I know I just told a really long story, but I felt like you needed to get all the, the details because... You know, when you don't know everything about a story, um, someone can fill in details that don't really exist because you, you know what I'm saying, and it'll seem like new information and your brain processes new new stimuli is truthful uh, for some reason. And so I just, I feel like I need to just 
every nook and cranny of this I need to I need to discuss. So anyway, so these cops showed up after this lady called the police. I walked down the street to a subway, and I paid for cookies, but I didn't eat the cookies because I just didn't want to sit in another restaurant and not be a paying customer. But it's pretty much nearly across the street from this fucking place because I wanted to watch this lady get, like, a ticket for calling the cops on me because it was ridiculous. What happens instead? No, 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 no. They figure out who the fuck I am. Um... And these motherfuckers called. There was like five cars that showed up. I could have just walked to my hotel, believe it or not. It was three blocks away. But instead, I wanted to see the cops fucking give this lady a ticket for this crazy shit. But these motherfuckers, no, 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 no. They, were, they just got embarrassed on the internet. They're actively monitoring my social media, by the way. They just got embarrassed on the internet. Um... Believe it or not, my the views on that video, they froze the views. That means like it's either being shadow banned or they're making it so people on the user end can't watch the video of those cops saying, no, no, this is true. Um, so like five cops showed up. <clears throat> then a an officer that specializes in uh, Hispanic people. He speaks Spanish fluently and he's an officer that responds to situations because the lady's first language wasn't Spanish or wasn't English. So she was screaming at me in broken English. So he went and talked to her and then the lady said, like she just made an accusation. Just made an accusation. She said that I put my hand to like a knife formation and then like shoved it into her chest, like stabbing motion with like a knife Think of if you tightened your fingers all together and made like a blade, like a flat panel. Like, and then she said I jammed it into her fucking her neck, her throat, and her chest. And like, I couldn't believe what these fucking cops are coming back at me saying. I was like, "You are out of your mind, bro. You need to go check those cameras." And the cops looked at me and they go, "Cameras aren't working today." So basically, they were telling me to go fuck myself. They were gonna arrest me no matter what. So they have me in the back of the car. I'm cuffed. My back is killing me. I'm, like, trying to hold back from screaming at these guys. So then they double cuff me to, like, spread my arms out a little less. Then um, I'm sitting in the fucking car forever. And then these motherfuckers um, come back in the car and they go, Well, we're going to take you in for... This is after they cuff me. We're going to take you in... For I've been sitting in the back of the car. They've been talking to the lady for a while. Um, we're going to bring you in for first-degree robbery and first-degree assault. And I was like, what? I remember screaming. My voice got super high. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, yeah, no, no. You're going to go to jail right now. I was like, you are out of your fucking mind. I bought my food. Why am I getting taken to, to, to jail first-degree robbery and assault? He's like, well, you took the bag. And they said, don't take the bag. And I was like, well... That's not even petty theft. I can get a bag for a nickel at a fucking grocery store. So, I mean, that's you couldn't even count that as petty theft, which mean, which is something they don't even arrest you for. So these cops just wanted to arrest me. Um, and then uh, it was in a first-degree robbery and first-degree assault because the lady said that I fucking was jamming my 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 knife hand into her chest. It's never happened. It just never happened. It never happened. It never fucking happened. Like, oh my fucking God. So they brought me to jail, even though the cameras magically didn't work. And I was like, well, you guys need to get proof to say that. Why are the cameras just magically not working today? 
And then I was like, bro, there are cameras on the streetlights because it's a really uppity area of town. There are cameras at the bank across the street pointing at this place because, like I said, it's a, they designed that beach area to be all, like, small town looking. And they're like, nope, nope, we don't got any cameras, nope. So then they bring me to the fucking, then they bring me to fucking jail. On the way there, this cop is trying to convince me that I committed first degree robbery and assault. He's like, well, did you take the bag after they say don't take the bag? I was like, yeah, they gave it to me, then they took it from me. And so I took the bag after I told them that I can barely walk and that I just paid for my food. I didn't steal anything. Well... He's like, well, that's first-degree assault. That's first-degree robbery. He's like, and she said she felt like there was a danger, so we're going to bring you in on the assault charge. He's just making shit up. Just making shit up. Just making shit up. And, like, you understand, when you're in that kind of trouble and, like, there's all the pageantry of getting cuffed, the fucking cops saying all these code words and do his, like, shoulder mic fucking writing down your report and then they're playing all their the, the cops have a real like mindset where they try to convince you you did something wrong or make you feel like you did something wrong you know what I'm saying like just the way they question you and talk to you like it's crazy at the end like I was just seriously when I was sitting in the car he was about to bring me in he was I, it convinced me that I did I did something and I really fucked my life up forever I was like seriously in the car thinking like oh my god I guess I committed first degree robbery and assault. I just fucking ruined my life. Literally, I was in the car. And I was just convinced that I did these things because these because like all the because all the fucking like pageantry and how they were playing all these mind games on me and they were and like getting cuffed and they made me feel like I was a fucking criminal, bro. So, anyways, um, I go to jail. They're shooting that radiation shit at me. They put me in a holding cell by myself, and they were hitting me with that radiation shit. And it was coming down from the floor above me, down onto me while I was all by myself in a, in a holding cell. So then they moved me from that holding cell. They took my shoes and everything else, and then they took my photo, which I smiled for because I was taught that, oh, yeah, which is something that you should do. Always smile. If if you're not convicted for a crime and you're just arrested, smile on your fucking photo. Just in case you ever get arrested and your face is on TV, don't look like a piece of shit. Um, they try to, believe it or not, they actually try to mess your hair up too and stuff like that before you take a photo, which is why lots of people look like dog shit. Uh, especially if, you know what I'm saying, they think like they can use that photo later. They actually try to mess your hair up and shit like that. They try to make you look like... That's why most... Uh, uh, intake photos. They look like shit on purpose. So anyways, I took my photo. I smiled in it. I look like the biggest doofus. Um, look like fucking baby Huey goes to jail. And uh, they put me in the holding cell. And then sooner or later, I, I was probably in holding for like a day. They wouldn't move me. The radiation shit was getting to me. And then... Finally, I had to go and, like, strip down and show them inside my butthole and, you know, show them underneath my ball sack. My dick went into, uh, fucking, uh, um, a fear mode when I had to show them my dick and my balls. That was really weird. And then I had to put on jail clothes and fucking jail sandals with socks. And then I was sitting in this holding cell with a bunch of Hispanic guys. And... Before they put us in general population, I guess there's a whole prison language on top of, you know, 
uh, if you're if you've been institutionalized, you understand certain things. It's speaking in code. It's speaking in code. It's basically it's just speaking in code like normal. Oh hey, these guys are really shooting shooting me they shoot me with this radiation shit. Still, by the way, don't keep that in mind. But they speak in code, and then one of the one of the the holding jailer guys said, "Hey, Steve is lemon, and lemon is lemon yellow in Spanish." I didn't know what the fuck that meant. Uh, apparently, the wristbands that you wear while you're in jail, the color indicates the class of crime that you did. Whether it's a violent crime, a murder, whatever, that would be like red. If it's just like a general crime, I guess it's just blue. If it's a crime against children or something like that, you get a yellow wristband. So basically, this cop tried to get me killed in jail because he told all the all the Hispanic gangsters I was in holding with that I'm a fucking child predator. So he said, hey, Esteban is limon. I had no idea what the fuck that meant. I didn't learn until the third day I was in jail. That's what that shit meant. And the whole time I was in jail, they were exposing me to that radiation shit through the wall. I, I had to find out later through somebody who leaked some information that the... The jail took the empty cells on both sides of my cell, and they put those radiation devices, and they shot them through the, the, the wall. And if you don't understand, radiation goes through like 10 feet of fucking concrete. And there's only, you know, it's just a double-bricked, double-cinder-bricked wall between me and the other side, and the bed's right against the wall. So they're blasting me with that radiation shit the whole time I was there. Like, and I was afraid that they were going to poison my food because I was in a controlled environment. Um, so I didn't eat for five days. I gave all my food to my cellmate. It was a really cool Hispanic guy. His name is Jesus. And, um, yeah. And while I was there, they kept refusing me to talk to counsel, which is against the law. They So they wanted me just to be there, be stuck, what have you. And it was interesting when I would talk to the bail bondsmen, because the phones go through their system. That the Bill's bondsman pretty much knew how much money I had in my bank account at the time and kept making me, trying to make uh, deals with me for exactly how much I had in my in my savings. Exactly. To the key T. And they put me on $100,000 bail. And usually if you're on $100,000 bail, depending on the, 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 the bail bondsman, you can try to like, okay, I'll put this much down and then I'll make payments to you for this part of the... But I mean, like... I was just curious, so I was calling around these bail bondsmen and shit like that, and they all just pretty and like it just seemed like all I know is that bro, this shit was just yeah, it was basically there these cops a chance to bring me in on a false charge, keep me in jail, and abuse me, and probably try to put another foot into the grave. Because here's the thing, nobody's talking about the fact that. Military industrial employees and the local police or and a corrupt faction of local police have a racket where one uses the Patriot Act, etc., to look at people's financials and keep tabs on them, whatever. And then they have their corrupt fucking foot soldiers out there uh, trying to collect, you know, the tax or whatever the fuck they say you need to be paid so they stop fucking with you. And nobody's talking about that. That's an incredible fucking crime. And I think these motherfuckers know that's an incredible fucking crime, which is why nobody's talking about that shit because they want people just to focus on rumors about me, etc. It's incredible.
But anyway, so yeah, I got radiated and fucking then like around the third day, I guess the 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 guards kept fucking telling everyone I was a child molester and I was in their fucking I was in their their general pop area because there's different sections, believe it or not. They keep Here's the thing is they what those different color wristbands also show is that you, they 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 keep those people separate because those kinds of fucking people under those kinds of charges get killed a lot in jail, and so these motherfuckers are losing their mind because they thought they had that motherfucker in there. They had they had a fucking child predator in there. I had no idea this was being saying, but the guards were trying to get me fucking killed in jail, bro. It was basically an organized murder, and um. Here's the thing is, if you are there for any of those kinds of crimes, even if it's in your past, they give you a yellow wristband because they know you'll get killed. So what the fucking guards try to make all the fucking people in jail and general pop think is somehow I slipped through the cracks or some shit and I ended up in their in their area. And so by the third night, I had people banging on my door. They're like, where's that fucking chomo? I heard he's in here. Like, bro, just... Homie, these fucking cops try to have me murdered in jail. Like, they're trying to get rid of their problem. So, I had to deal with that for five days. They wouldn't let me speak to counsel. They wouldn't let me speak to my fucking lawyers. Like, illegal. Like, that's against the fucking law. Like, bro, I have no constitutional rights. Not even the fucking right to an attorney, apparently. They just denied it. They wouldn't let me fucking talk. I kept requesting over and over. Every time they would go to slide food into the fucking room, I was like... I need to speak to counsel. I need to speak to counsel. I need to speak to counsel. That's what you got to say. They wouldn't let it happen. And then after five days, I got to do video court. And they put me in this little ass room. And then the judge talked to me. And was like, we're going to let you on your own recognizance. And I'm like, well, yeah, bro. I shouldn't even be charged with anything. You know, even though I was, you know what I'm saying? Even though they tried to fucking... They they tried they charged me with first degree assault and first degree felony assault and first degree fucking robbery. Bananas, right? I I just couldn't believe it. So they were gonna all let you on your own recognizance, but you got to go to trial, or you got to go to court, and you got to do your case. Fucking fantastic. On my way out of there, there was some guys who told me, "Hey Steve, stay down," basically saying. Shut the fuck up and stop making problems for us. But yeah, so on my way out of there, uh, there was a gentleman that told me to stay down. And um, so I was getting threatened on my way out of jail, believe it or not. And uh, I just fucking couldn't believe it. So anyways, so I then have to go to court. And do all this shit. So now we're going to get into all these things that I want you to learn about. To help you. Because you're going to get into this. If you if you get arrested while you're going through COINTELPRO or whatever. Besides knowing that, you know what I'm saying, they might try to have you fucking killed in jail and all those great tricks that they try to play. Oh yeah, did I mention that the wristbands were yellow? Which is why they said Steve Limon? I hope so. Anyways. But yeah, so then I was leaving, and then finally there's some assholes that said, hey, stay down. Basically, he's telling me to fucking, you know, just take it. Which is also basically the what the fucking feds told me when I went to go see them. 
But so when I first tried to uh, do the whole jail thing, I tried to contact the public defender whose number I was given, and uh, it was the wrong number. So first off, they already, you know what I'm saying, because you can get arrested and go back into jail if you miss court or whatever. So they're already causing problems for me. They gave me the wrong number. Then I finally got the right number to the public defender's office. I didn't try to get a lawyer because I didn't do anything wrong, so I wasn't thinking, like, this was going to be a big deal. So when I called, I kept getting hung up on every time I called that local court's office for the public defender's. So then I had to call the DA's office because the local public defender's office wasn't letting me get through. So I was like, why do I keep getting hung up on every time I try to call my lawyer? Like, yeah, we don't know. That's fucking weird. Um, So finally, I got my lawyer's number and it was um, a younger guy. And he would talk to me on the phone and, you know, get the rundown for my case. And immediately he started playing word games. He tried to get me to admit that I assaulted this woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, he started playing word games. He's like, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people get heated and they don't realize that they're they're hurting people. They're putting hands on people. And, like, he was trying to get me to – he was trying to be like, hey, I know things are, you know, things are, you know, can get a little weird and rough when, when, when emotions are high, you know. And, and it's okay that you touched her or whatever. You know, it's not a big deal. Basically trying to play my friend to try to get me to admit that I fucking put hands on this woman. Um. Because once they realized it was about a plastic bag, then the fucking, these motherfuckers were really trying to get me eat a bag of shit over assault, which never happened. But it's crazy because they start talking to me and they're like, look, people, they don't remember things right. Like, he started telling me shit like, people don't remember things right when they're in high emotional situations. Where they don't really remember things correctly. And I'm just sitting there like... But because they made it me seem feel like I was in all this fucking trouble, I started to seriously no bullshit, no fucking bullshit. I started to doubt myself. I was like, did I fucking touch this? Well, like, what you know what I'm saying? Because it was crazy that they were put, bringing me in on hundred thousand dollar bail, felony, a fucking robbery and assault charges. Then I had to go to jail for five days. They treated me like an absolute criminal. Then I fucking escaped an attempted murder attempt by a fucking the, the, the guards. Like, this is a lot of drama to go through. So I was really thinking, like, did I fucking do this? Like, because you understand, here's the thing. Your mind tries to make sense of a lot of abuse. And there's a certain point where you take so much abuse that you will start to believe you deserve it. It's the same reason why you'll you'll see like those women, you know, who get fucking beaten by their husband or whatever, like I just I burn dinner or whatever. Like you'll tell yourself crazy things because your brain can't make sense of massive amounts of abuse. Do you understand? And they understood what I was going through, so they were trying to use that to their advantage, trying to get me to fucking admit to some shit that I didn't fucking do. And I already fucking played this game with these motherfuckers before when they tried to convince me that I was like 20 years ago and that I was I, I fucking was the biggest child porn kingpin of Riverside because I, I went to go live in Riverside for like eight months to for, for college. Like they were trying to convince me that I did something on my computer that never happened. And they would have record of it, and there's no statute of limitations, so they had every fucking right. But that's what happened when these motherfuckers tried to convince me I did something wrong earlier. Where a lot of these rumors, I think, came from is these fucking corrupt-ass cops. 
but they did it again. It's the same. It was the same fucking formula. They fucking caused a lot of drama. They caused me a lot of pain. They caused me a lot of fucking headaches or whatever. And then they overdo it with the abuse and whatever. And then try to, like, play this game where, like, it's okay if you did or, like... But I was seriously doubting myself at, at a certain point. I was like, man, did was this a fucking situation where I got tunnel vision and I didn't fucking... I just didn't do anything. But, like, these motherfuckers, they play the, 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 the DA, the first DA I got, or the first public defender, was playing these fucking word games with me, trying to get me to convince me that I must have done something wrong or maybe I'm remembering it wrong or whatever. And this is just, and this is the actual legal process. Not motherfuckers trying to, like, terrify me and fucking drug me and fucking chase me around town. Like, this is the actual fucking legal process. So the first DA was just, uh, the first public defender was, just wanted to fucking play games and try to get me to admit to things. And then he said, well, if we get that footage and there's nothing on the footage, then, you know, you get off. But how about, you know what I'm saying? Let me, let me talk to the judge and see what I can do. So at first, I, at first I was thinking, oh, this guy's going to work for me after he already tried to get me to admit to doing something I never fucking did. And then he was like, okay, look, we got a plea deal. If you admit to the assault charge, we'll give you a year's worth of probation. And I was just like, wait, what? Fuck, wait, how did we go from, how did we go from, this is the my public defender. And you, this is something you pay attention to because you need to understand, especially if you're in a situation where you're getting gang stalked or you're under COINTELPRO, like, bro, the, the city knows what side their bread is buttered on. You know what I'm saying? They work with federal governments and whatever. Like, And the DA's office is, is not trying to do any favors. You know what I'm saying? They, they're, they're trying to... They're, just like cops are trying to get arrests to, to advance their careers, like a lot of these public defenders, people who work for the local DA's office, they're trying to advance their careers. So they're trying to they're trying to make it easy so the DA can say, oh, we got this many bad guys, we convicted this many people, whatever. They're trying to move up the ladder too. So on top of the fact that I'm already in this Contel Pro shit, also the DA's office is not on your fucking side. Public defenders are a fucking joke. Even though the ones I met were cool, like you can obviously tell they are very career motivated as well. And that's another thing. When people's when people's livelihoods is, is attached to trying to get a conviction or whatever, like they will do crazy things because then it gamifies the situation. You know what I'm saying? It turns it into a fucking game where it's like, what do I need to do to get this W? You know what I'm saying? How do I get this win? How am I gonna you know what I'm saying? Then it turns into a fucking game, but they're playing with a person's life. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's bananas. So then he tries to get me to plea to a plea to a felony assault charge. Um, and they'll drop the fucking robbery charge. They were going to still charge me with robbery for a plastic bag. Can you believe that? They're still going to they drop the robbery if you admit to assaulting her. And we'll give you a year of probation. I was like, go fuck yourself. So then I was working with this dude. Then he passed me on to another fucking lawyer. And then this next lawyer, he seemed like he was a cool guy. Um, 
but you can tell it was like the same tactics. And I've noticed something like this in when I was in car sales. When somebody is not getting somewhere, when one salesman isn't getting somewhere with a person they're trying to close a sale with, they'll pass you to another guy. And then they'll pass you to another guy. Because that changeover makes you feel like this guy has different motives. He's not the same person because they think if this if this guy sullied your, your a taste in your mouth, this new person will make you feel, you know what I'm saying, he'll come in with like a fresh, you know, a fresh voice and different voice, a different approach. So I feel like that's what these guys were doing. The public defender's office was doing was pass me from lawyer to lawyer to lawyer to try to get me to like, so they try to, it's think of it like they're picking the lock. And I want you to think about this stuff in case you get into trouble with the law, especially if you're in COINTELPRO or gang stalking or what have you. They're going to keep changing you from person to person because they're like trying to pick the lock, essentially. Like, what's going to get you to open up? Who's going to get you, you know what I'm saying, whatever. And, and it's almost like they're car salesmen, the way they do it. So then the next guy was like, all right, six months uh, of probation and you know, do some community service uh, for, for, for the assault charge. They were really trying to push this assault charge because once they understood it was about a plastic bag, they felt silly, but they still kept acting like it was in the cards. So the second guy was like, you know, and we'll drop, and, we'll, and if you admit to that, then we'll drop the fucking, the, the robbery charge. I'm sitting here like robbery for a fucking plastic bag robbery. Why robbery? And I kept asking that too. And they're like, well, you took the bag. And they said, don't take the bag. It's like, no, they gave me the bag. Then they took the bag from me out of my hands. You understand? And that was a paying customer. There is no, this is, doesn't exist. This is crazy. So then he, it didn't work with this guy. So then he just ghosted me. That, that lawyer just ghosted me. But he also tried to get me to doubt myself trying to convince me like maybe i'm remembering this wrong or whatever so like i said they're trying to like pick the lock they're trying to how can we get this dude to do what we need him to do to say what he needs to say to incriminate himself for a crime and then they kept saying well we don't know what's going on with that video you know if the if they all of a sudden the cameras start working you can be in some real trouble here like so they keep reminding me about this this is the da's office so they're like they're playing the salesman game, trying to see who can get me to fucking admit to a crime. I didn't commit a fucking crime, but they're playing these fucking word games on me to try to make me doubt myself. I mean, and this is just what happens. Keep in mind, this is just what the Justice Department does. What do you think happens when a bunch of fucking local yahoos aren't subject to the fucking rule of law and due process? Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's just bananas. So they kept trying to get me to admit to fucking doing this crime, and I just didn't. They would try different approaches, say maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Are you sure you don't remember something about it? You know, maybe you had tunnel vision because, you know, emotions were high. Like, these motherfuckers played all these tricks. And I want to tell you, like, because this was such a fucking pain in my ass over the stupidest shit ever, I started to think, like, maybe I did do something and I didn't do it. And that sounds fucking stupid until you really understand the games that these motherfuckers play with you. They'll play word games. They'll try to reframe an idea in your head. They'll try to make you think. They'll, they'll, they'll start speaking jargon that you don't understand. And because you don't understand the jargon and, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're hoping that you won't ask questions about what they're saying. Do you know what I'm saying? And so you'll just be like, oh, God. Just like I said, like I, I, when that cop dropped me off, I was almost convinced I ruined my life because I didn't realize what I did was illegal, like this illegal or whatever. It wasn't. They were just harassing me. 
So then, like, I got passed off to another lawyer. And then, but they've been dragging these court dates out. I make me show up to court. They talk to the judge. You know what I'm saying? They're like, okay, we're going to postpone this to another date, to another date. So they drag, drag this out like three fucking months. Three months of fucking court, bro. For a plastic bag that I took after I was given because I literally told them <clears throat> I can barely walk because I was hit by a car. And these motherfuckers did not fucking care. They were just interested in the W. What do I need to do to fucking get this W, to dunk on this dude? And so finally, even though I did five days of jail time um, for a crime I didn't commit, so I was falsely arrested, falsely charged, put on $100,000 bail, uh, radiated in fucking jail. One of the guards tried to get me murdered in jail by fucking... Um, uh, uh, b b b by fucking inmates they still said well, we're just going to keep dragging this out we want you to do community service for the bag that you took no fucking bullshit so they couldn't even count the fact that I spent five days in jail for a plastic bag in the final decision of all this shit so then the judge was like, we're just going to keep dragging... Basically told my, my, my public defender, they're going to keep dragging this out unless I admit to something. So I didn't admit to anything. I just said, I'll take the 20 hours of community service if I can just have this little piece of my life back. So now I have to do 20 hours of community service for a plastic bag that I was already given, taken out of my hands. And then some lady made an absolute scene, caused me to get arrested in front of people in town. I've lived here my whole life, so people know me. So now I have to get arrested in front of my peers. Spend five days in jail. Have no counsel. Denied counsel, which is illegal. Uh, and a fucking guard tried to get me murdered in jail. And then I had to deal with three months of court. And this fucking judge couldn't be like, we're sorry, we fucked up. No, it's not about that. You don't understand. When these motherfuckers fuck up, they still want you, they still want the end of the story to be like, to be that you, that it was actually your problem. That's what this is. That's, I mean, you don't understand. I mean, it's definitely, there's definitely a very toxic culture in San Diego's law enforcement and justice department community. Or when they fuck up, they still want you to fucking be the person who takes the L. Because they are... They walk on water. They can never fuck up. They don't have bad judgment calls. Like, your fucking officer arrested me on first degree robbery and assault. I had $100,000 bail. There are fucking people going viral right now on the internet for robbing retail locations with bags of shit because now they have that new law where you can't I mean it's basically just a slap on the wrist if you don't steal anything less than like a thousand dollars right everyone's seen those videos where people are just ransacking shelves and stuff like that nothing can happen to them but I'm a paying customer and because sorry my phone's flying everywhere because I'm a paying customer and I took a plastic bag and this Hispanic lady, who knows if she was racist? 
Who the fuck knows? I mean, she was 1,000% giving, sticking her nose up at me the whole time. That could be a real reality. She could be racist. You know, there are no oppressors anymore. Racism is now pretty much just tribalism, you know? That person is different than me. So, like, who knows if she's being racist? Fuck, if I know. Caused all that fucking drama. But the Justice Department was not going to take the L. So... And, and, while I was in jail, I made a video and I posted it. While I was in jail, they fucking, um, what do you call it? These motherfuckers, my cellmate or somebody, dug into my ear and I woke up with a bloody ear. So when I was sleeping in one of the nights in my cell, they, somebody did something. And I hope, like, some diseased blood or something wasn't rubbed into my wound. But basically... I have to get an AIDS test now in the next three months because I woke up and the side of my head was bleeding because somebody was burrowing into the side of my head. Who knows if they're, like, rubbing something in there into the wound or whatever. But now I got that on my... So, you know what I'm saying? Now I got that on my fucking plate. All because, first and foremost, I was a victim of a fucking racket getting robbed by people who I knew. That's another thing is some of these people who work in the military-industrial... Uh, industries around here who do NSA contracting, etc. I grew up with some of these people, so that could have been a lot. Of, another inside track is they knew that my father passed, and I was going to get this money, and then they just needed a, a FISA warrant to keep tabs on me and do all this crazy shit. So I mean, it's like these are people I grew up with. Some of the people are involved trying the extortion, and. It's, it's fucking bananas, bro. It's fucking bananas. But how does that... How does a bunch of... How does some small town fuckers trying to... Trying to run an extortion a racket on me... Translate to me getting shot with an active denial service weapon... All the way two and a half hours... Two hundred something miles away... In Los Angeles from San Diego. It doesn't add up. What also doesn't add up, what do- also doesn't add up, was the is the fact that it was essentially a war crime, because an active denial service weapon, basically a microwave beam that makes you feel like you're on fire. And let me believe, let me tell you, bro, that is a, that is a pain I don't wish on anybody. I don't wish it on any motherfucker in this planet. Radiation poisoning sucks, but it's not. It's not so painful, but it can be painful because nerve damage happens after a while. Like right now, which I'm experiencing as I'm talking to you. Uh, yeah, I'm still being subject to this radiation exposure while I'm talking to you guys. I hope you know this. Right? And I'm just sitting here yammering. I, I seem like I'm talking normal and I'm not fucking holding this shit back. There are some podcasts I did while I like ate something and then you know it takes like 20 minutes or something to hit your system. And as I'm, as, uh, what's it called? They'll try to put painkillers in your food. So when they hit you with the radiation stuff, because after a while the nerve damage becomes pretty noticeable. And then the, uh, the effects of radiation poisoning. So what they would do is they would put like painkillers and other kind of drugs in my food before I... Uh, and because they knew that afterwards the pain would be dulled and I would be kind of out of it. And then they would try to hit me with the radiation while I was kind of out of it. So I would take more of a dose. 
because radiation poisoning is just like regular poisoning. You know, they give you a little bit at a, at a time over time, and eventually you're fucking dead. Just like regular poisoning murders, it's usually a little bit over a time over time, and it accumulates in the body. But um, what was I going on about? I went on about radiation poisoning. But da, 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 da. oh yeah, the, yeah, the active denial service weapon. Um, and you know, believe it or not, these active denial service weapons—they only get—they're getting smaller. They're the size of like they're like the size of a of a dorm room fridge now. They're not like those giant radar dishes that, that were on the news. They're 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 miniaturizing them. They're putting them on on those um, artillery. You know, those like six rubber tire wheeled assault vehicles. Well, they're mounting those. They're making them smaller, the size of a dorm fridge now. And they can mount them on like a turret on top of some of those kind of military style vehicles. And, but, you know, I imagine since they're making them smaller, that means that they can hide them in places. But, so basically I'm rolling up in my car. I'm across the street from the LA Times. I'm about to roll into their, their parking spot. But I have to wait at this red light before I can roll into the parking place for the, for the LA Times. And I hit stop at this light. And these motherfuckers just... Cooked me. They just cooked me with this act with the active denial service weapon for the entire duration of the red light. And it was like two minutes or so, but it's the longest two. I want to say more than that, three minutes or so. Because I remember a whole song played, and I'm in the car. I'm about to go talk to these fucking journalists. This journalist I've been I've been talking to, and these motherfuckers light me up, bro. They light me up. And it's the worst pain ever. Like, it literally feels like you are on fire. Because I've had, like, a hand burnt by fire or whatever. But you feel the fire and you go, ah! And you pull your hand away from it, right? And then you're just now trying to subside from the pain. But you can't run from this. And they made me sit at the red light the whole time. And the whole time I was getting fucking cooked with an active denial service weapon. And what they were doing, they were doing it, they were trying to discourage me from, because the whole drive there, the whole drive there, man, I was getting people trying to run me off the road. They were driving alongside me, you know, on the side of the freeway, the car alongside me, and shooting that radiation shit into the side of my car. And so I was, like, fighting radiation poisoning, wanting to throw up and shit my pants. Uh, I was sweating bullets. My heart was beating out of my chest, because these are all side effects of radiation exposure, believe it or not. While I was trying to drive on the freeway, get there fast, so I was speeding because I didn't want and and trying to drive offensively to stay away from these cars who are trying to either a swerve me off the fucking road multiple times. This is every time I've gone downtown to to LA. And believe it or not, there was a lot of human rights abuses here in San Diego that I was trying to report, which was my main concern. I felt really guilty because I understood that this leak is what brought all this crazy shit to town. So I was literally going there trying to help the people of my community because the military was basically kicking the shit out of people in the military industrial complex that they thought because they were just hella paranoid. They thought somebody handed me this information. They leaked it or whatever um, to me. And so the the government got hella paranoid and all these people's lives were going crazy. There was all these people trying to help me. 
and I felt super guilty, but at the same time, I was always constantly terrified. I was constantly being drugged. They convinced my fucking fam, some of my family members to turn on me after a while. Um, and they were drugging me and they were having, they were, they thought it was like, like they became like a fun little activity for them. It was just incredible. You have no fucking idea what, um, our intelligence community is capable of turning people against you. They'll find out someone's motivator. They'll find out like, do they care about money? Do they care about wanting, you know, sex? Do they care about, and they will provide that. They will fill this, they will fill the, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever they call it the, your thumb screw or whatever whatever is your weakness your vice you know do you want to be accepted by people do you want to advance in your career or do you have a lot of bills you got to pay right now like they will find whatever it is and then make t- turning on you not so hard but like going back to what was being said they shot me the active denial service weapon and uh so i was going there to help people in my community the second time I went, once I realized this shit was happening to people in my community, they were just like, we can't say anything because, the, you know what I'm saying, because of our jobs. We can't say anything. They will ruin our lives. We'll go to jail. We'll lose our fucking, our benefits. We'll lose, I'll lose my fucking pension. Whatever. I, we, we can't say this, but we'll tell you this is happening to people in the military community. You need to go and help us. You need to, so I would drive. So I drove down multiple times to LA and almost every time, man, people tried to fucking kill me on the road, shooting the radiation shit at me. They, but they shot the active denial service weapon at me. And I want to tell you, man, that feeling on fire like that is just bananas. It's the worst pain ever I've ever experienced in my lifetime. It felt like my whole body was on fire and I couldn't stop it. And I just was stuck in my car and I just went through some of the most, I just went through a traumatic two and a half hour journey where I was constantly people trying to constantly fucking murder me on the road. And, um, all I wanted to do was walk in that building. All I wanted to do. And they hit me with that radio, that, 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 that active denial service weapon, the, Basically, it's a millimeter wave. It's not gamma radiation like the radiation I keep talking about. It's a millimeter wave, microwaves, and it makes you feel like you're on fire by exciting the water in your skin. So I endured that for the entire duration of a stoplight. And then they're basically trying to... That was their last-ditch effort to try to keep me from going into the LA Times to talk to this reporter, who, which, by the way, never followed up with me never followed up with me and I kept going back to LA I went three times every time I would hit up like CNN I'd hit up BuzzFeed I, all, 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 all the fucking all the all the, the 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 big news outlets to try to tell them what the fuck was going on and none of them got back to me or they just said I couldn't go into the building I couldn't talk to anybody They. it's almost like they were stonewalling me like the police and this is where I go into what is the Mockingbird Network or M Network. I hate saying Mockingbird Press. This it sounds silly. Mockingbird Press. Um, so M Network, the letter like the letter M M Network. Those guys know what side their bread is buttered on too. And um, if you want to learn more about the Mockingbird Press, I would look into Church Committee hearings and Mockingbird. Type those in the search. 
basically these church committee hearings was in 1979 and the CIA was put on trial and basically they admitted to a lot of things and one of those things was the Mockingbird Network where they admitted that they had journalists all across the country on their payroll and this was in the 70s and so and and what they do is they'll pass intelligence agencies the stories that they get and say hey should we publish this or not and if that was happening in the 70s just think how that's developed now with modern media and the internet etc like our our intelligence agencies are absolutely embedded with the media at this point. So that's the reason why I most likely didn't get anybody to hit me back. There, you know, either there's traitors to those news publications or or what? You know, what I'm saying like they have people who are on CIA and NSA payroll and shit like that there. Or I, I just yeah. But yeah, I just, they just, I didn't get anywhere. I would leave stacks of notes. I'd make appointments with people. I would tell them about what was going on and not a goddamn person would get back to me. But yeah, sorry, man. This was just such, this is such a nightmare. It still is. My body, my health is going to shit. And they're not giving me correct health care. They're doing my labs wrong. They're lying to me. They're saying certain treatments, basic treatments, like a hepatitis vaccine doesn't even exist. That's like asking for penicillin and the motherfucker being like, Penna what? So they're just, yeah. I guess their strategy is no witness, no crime. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm not around to tell a story, then it just goes away. While I have to deal with all these towny retards. That's what makes it just... To know that you're being fucking dunked on by your government... And then you have to deal with a bunch of misinformed Randy Marsh fucking townie retards like homie it is it is two levels of crazy and it's incredible. Like these fucking morons I gotta deal with stalking me around town and shit so they can jerk off their hero complex. It's it's so incredible, bro. Like, homie, an actor denial service weapon you can't use that on on civilians unless you're protecting like the Capitol building. You understand? They didn't even use those things on the Capitol writers, and that was in D.C. But they used it on some asshole trying to go to the press. That's a military weapon. You understand that? It's a military weapon, actor denial service weapon. Now the radiation shit, you can kind of add. You can kind of ad hoc that shit. I mean, um, a lot of cartels steal that shit from Mexico and use it here in San Diego for, like, hit jobs. There's news articles about it all over the place. They'll steal steal iridium. They'll steal cobalt-60, you know, and they'll sell it on the black market or they use it for assassination uh, jobs. Anyways. But active denial service weapons, a military-only weapon. The military is not allowed to attack its own civilians, uh, especially during peacetime. Like, 
it's essentially a fucking war crime what they did to me like and then I have to deal with these fucking morons in town bro like playing army outside my like bro like just what a nightmare this all is but look I hope you retained a lot of that shit from the court case thing uh, because look that's what they're gonna fucking do to you and you're gonna be made poor while going through this and public defender might not might be your only option if you're falsely arrested they will just invent a charge and if you know keep in mind they're gonna pass you guys around they're gonna, you know, they're not getting anywhere with one person. Maybe they'll pass you around another person. They'll try to play mind games with you. They'll try to trick you that you did something you didn't fucking do. They'll try to scare you with like, you know, well you're gonna get a year of probation or what? Just tell me what the fuck happened. Blah, blah blah. Like, they're gonna try to scare you. They're gonna make you think you did something you didn't do. They're gonna make you think you remembered it wrong. They're gonna try to pass you off to different. Um, public defender lawyers and try to like pick the lock um, and if you're under this COINTEL pro shit or if you are from a community that law enforcement is involved in your gang stalking and that's a normal thing believe it or not these tactics are passed down to law enforcement um, you should definitely check out some of the videos in our video series we have the different levels what the different levels of gang stalking looks like from a civic point of view, federal point of view, you know, corporate, uh, a, a corporate hit job point of view. Check out our video series. Um, but, you know, keep that in mind. They're going to fucking do this shit to you, dog. They're going to try to get away with it. And here's the thing, like, the thing with cops and law enforcement and whatever doing with them is they're the ones, you know, body cams are a thing, but Essentially, though, there there's so many cops out there. There's so much body cam footage. If they write the report like nothing happened, by the time you get around to trying to file your complaint or whatever, so much time has passed. There's so much footage to fucking watch. A lot of this body cam footage doesn't even get viewed, believe it or not. It just They just stock it up in case they have to go back and look at it. Um, but if these cops get to the point where you're being gang stalked or whatever it all comes down to I write the report I say what happened and that's essentially what these cops are doing they write the report they say what happened it can be a total lie and a lot of this footage gets stocked up and won't get seen and while that's while they understand that there's a certain amount of time before that footage can get seen or whatever they will try doing tactics on you to, to scare you, to get to run you out of town or whatever, so you never see justice. And it's like, even though we have the body cams and whatever, like, there's just still so many things wrong with what the fuck is happening, man. I can't believe they gave, they, 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 they were just like, look, we're going to keep dragging this out unless you take 20 hours of probation. So even though I spent five days in jail, they still want me to do that. And here's the thing. It's going to be a setup. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's gonna be a fucking setup. The community service, the yeah, uh, the community service or whatever the fuck. It's gonna be a fucking setup. So I gotta think about how the fuck I'm gonna attempt to do this with you know minimal damage to my body. Because like I said, man, these radiation devices, they can hide them in little things. Like they've, you can tell they've perfected this over time. Um, I'm getting introduced to all the new ways that they can do this. Did you know some of these devices are based off of? You remember the old tube TVs? 
you know, like the glass picture tube TVs we used to have. Uh, some there's some of this uh, technology is based off those CRT monitors because uh, b- believe it or not, to make those tube TVs that it, it projects particles out of these uh, the projectors and the tubes, and apparently they it's like they have those that technology but on steroids, and then they hook those things up to um, like capacitors and super capacitors so it sends out a lot of energy and then they can shoot you like up to 25 feet with these charged particles um from these these tubes and that's one of the things that they're also shooting me with around town and it's invisible you can't see it you can't hear it you'll react to it though and that's how they know that you hit you it's just it's so incredible what's going on i can't believe that fucking judge still want me to do community service after I spent five days in fucking jail. Meanwhile, people can go viral on the fucking internet for stealing a thousand dollars worth of shit, and they go viral. And that nothing happens to that dude. But I took a plastic bag that was given to me because I was too fucking crippled, so I wanted to be able to hold on to my shit. Spent five days in jail. The fucking guards tried to get me murdered, and this motherfucker wanted me to still take community service. What a fucking asshole, man. Incredible. Look, man, these motherfuckers are not your fucking friends, dog. And especially if you're going through Pro, or if you're just being gang stalked and law enforcement might be involved because I've been watching a lot of what you guys have been saying on those forums. A lot of people are talking about how law enforcement does this. And they do that. They, These gang stalking tactics, they're used in communities too. To uh, Think about this. You already have cops on the payroll, right? And they got to be around town. So it's not like you're spending extra money. So what's cheaper if a bunch of cops, uh, like, do excessive force or fucking fuck up on on the job or whatever, right? And they have to pay a giant, a giant you know, $3 million settlement. Or they can just make sure that they – or they can just have all their vice, all their vice cops and their, 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 their beat cops harass you to the point – where you want to fucking kill yourself or they or they put you in a fucking mental hospital or whatever by like doing all sorts of tactics like what's cheaper in the long run they're not going to pay out that settlement they already have cops on payroll they're just going to tell them that's part of their daily job is to fuck with you spread rumors about you whatever i mean some people you don't understand some people that are part of these gang stalking are are actual fucking victims they're not crazy but you know what i'm saying the taxes that they use on these motherfuckers and makes them look like crazy people and then we got Vice doing those specials trying to make it look like a joke yeah you should check out that Vice gang stalking thing like these people you understand like are being harassed they're being gaslit um they're really they're being fed drugs they're being told certain things that aren't true and they're just trying to make sense of their abuse and so it takes people for a ride bro i guess the the my, my the main thing i want you to take from this is the if you're going through gang stalking or cointel pro the law enforcement is not your fucking friend they know what side their bread is buttered on they're gonna help the feds do you know what i'm saying like you're not fucked but just know the game they're basically the game is they're trying to get you catch you slipping and they'll try to convince you you did something you didn't do 
they'll fucking do these tactics, bro, or they'll pass you around to different people. They'll fucking play reverse psychology. They'll make you think that you remembered something wrong. They'll try to play like your friend, and then if that's not working, they'll pass you off to a different person. Like, there's all these techniques, and they're supposed to be the good guys. The Justice Department is supposed to be like, hey, we want justice. We want the fucking what happened to happen. And, yeah, it's just another layer of shit on top of the radiation poisoning that I'm every day I'm subject to it by the way every day every day I'm subject now every and every three days I get so much radiation where I have to shit and that's not including the food situation my food's constantly getting fucking tampered with so now I have to carry that same grocery cart that I carried all my luggage on when I bought my burrito and now it fills with all my groceries that's yeah I have to walk around with my fucking refrigerator with me and then I have to have a backpack wherever I go because my shit keeps getting broken into and now my grooming products constantly being tampered with. I mean, it's it's a fucking nightmare. And then I have to fucking sit here and and concentrate on my fucking news project and my documentary and trying to fucking get seen by people, man. Like, they're keeping me broke. They're keeping me broke as fuck. They're keeping me broke as fuck. They're keeping me poor so I have no options. <sighs> it's fucking... It's too much. You know... Understanding now that nobody is coming to help. And I'm not wanting to be saved, but I want somebody to be like, yo, this is wrong. But it's just, the system is fucking made, it is corrupt. If, yeah, it's just so fucking corrupt, bro. And so many people, especially people in the military community here, etc., thinking I'm not trying to help people, but like, homie, I am tired, I am burnt out, but it's on purpose, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are people in my community who are trying to be like, look, we try to help you and try to give you some information, but this isn't working out. It's like, look, you don't have any idea what I'm up against every day. And then there is some other people I'm aware of and aware of who they are or whatever who are trying to, the best way I can put this, take an opportunity from me while I'm eating, um, having to eat a suck a bag of dicks every day. And it's just, it makes me really upset because, like, people are trying to act like I'm not, people are trying to help me. Let me put it this way people are trying to help me. And they're giving me tips and tricks and whatever here and there. But they're now getting the impression that I was a waste of their time. But they just don't know I'm literally eating a bag of dicks every day. And just because it may look like I'm fucking picking my nose, it's not. I'm fighting. Like, literally, right now, I'm sitting in this fucking chair doing this podcast. I'm getting exposed to radiation as we speak. And I'm just having to pretend it's not happening so I can concentrate on talking to you guys. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. And to, to just know that there's no end to this is disheartening. But at the same time... I can't help but wake up every day to fight this because fuck these motherfuckers. Fuck these motherfuckers. 
you know, there was a point in this where I was depressed, but not anymore. Now I just make sure that I wake up every day to say fuck you to these motherfuckers because they don't deserve, like, fuck these motherfuckers. I want to tell you, man, fuck these motherfuckers doing this shit to me. Fuck them. Fuck them. There's, there's, there's no, I'm not, I'm not depressed about shit. I just, my, the, the main, main thing I look forward to every day is some opportunity to say fuck you to my harassers and my abusers, whether it be online or whatever. My, I just, that's what I wake up for every day. Some people wake up every day because they have a career they're thinking about, whatever. They're not allowing me to think about that. I can't think about a career, I can't think about a job. I can't think about a future. I don't know how long my health will last because I can't even be positive that doctors are telling me the right things anymore. So what I wake up for now is to say fuck you and to, if I can hand you guys a piece of advice to make sure this doesn't happen to someone else because it has to stop with someone. So I am fueled by fuck you. I am fueled by keeping it fucking 100, bro. I will not I will not fucking be the person who lies to you about shit. I don't have fucking time for it. And I have nothing to lose. There's nothing keeping me from fucking keeping it 100 with you. Like, I'm all... I just... Yeah, I am fueled by fuck you. It's... I'll tell you, there's... It's not a depression. It's not anything. There was a time when I was... I would feel boohoo about me a couple years back. But... I know what's happening to me is wrong. So, and they don't want anything to go on the record. Here's the thing. These motherfuckers, they don't want their abuse to be on record. So, however I respond to them or whatever, they're going to try to keep it on the wraps. So, every day I wake up to say fuck you to somebody, something whether it be the people I live with because this housing situation is a fucking fraud. Like I said, I'm living in a fucking kill house. I don't know. Like, what the fuck is going on? It's just, every day though, I wake up to say, fuck you. Every day. That's what fuels me. So, understand when every time I make an episode, it's because I want to tell you guys something. I want to help people in my situation i want to help people who might be in this situation in the future if you're a fucking journalist if you're a whistleblower if you're somebody helping a journalist or whistleblower because they will fuck with you too using all these same tactics man this resource was not here for me it didn't exist you understand this didn't exist i went to the gang stalking communities it's a bunch of people talking about the fucking freemasons and microchips in your fucking brain and and fucking operation northwoods like fuck all that shit bro let's bring this shit down to earth these are people doing bad things and they're trying to make it look like fucking magic and that's, that's why I keep recording this. That's why I got nearly 80 hours of fucking podcast. That's why now nearly 12,000 people have tuned in regularly to this fucking podcast. And yes, I'm ranting and, ra- and rambling and raving, but how many pe- there is no guide for this anywhere. Anywhere. I built this from the ground up. I reverse engineered the fucking spaceship. Yes, a thousand percent. I had help from people. People who, from the military industrial community here in San Diego, the largest military industrial and military personnel community in the nation of the world with the big, of the, of the country with the world's biggest army. 
So, you know what I'm saying? This is, they help me make sense of things. They help me find out, you know, this comes from here, or they took this psychological study and they applied it here to terrorize people this way, and this is how they leverage it, and whatever. I mean, going through my wiki of stuff, this shit does not exist anywhere in the fucking world. You understand? Even the people who are supposedly on top of the gang stalking and COINTELPRO shit, it's a bunch of fantasy. It's a bunch of crazy people fantasy shit. You know, I've been the only person to bring this shit down to earth. And this is the shit that you're going to use on whistleblowers. This is the shit that they're going to use on journalists who are digging where they shouldn't be. These are the fucking tactics. This shit doesn't exist anywhere else. All right. I've looked. I did not have this resource. And while I'm going through this and, and having to eat a fucking bag of shit every day and suck a million dicks and... The government just shitting down my fucking throat every goddamn day. You know, I, I still promise, you know, even though I'm like 80 hours in, I feel like some days I don't have an, I've ran out of things to talk about. And then like something will happen and be like, oh, no, I got to talk about that today. Unfortunately, today was about my court stuff. I had to I had to follow up on it because I needed you guys to know I needed. I, here's the thing. I wanted to record this kind of episode for a while. Yes, I ranted on the first 45 minutes of it. But you guys need to really understand the struggle is real, dog. The struggle is real. But, uh... This doesn't exist anywhere else. It doesn't. I'm hoping I can help people. I hope it stays... You know what I'm saying? I hope it helps people. That's what I really hope. Every day I wake up to say fuck you to these motherfuckers. That's all I have. And um, I'm, I'm happy to help you guys. And I don't deserve even a hundred people listening to me. Let alone now over 11,000, near 12,000 fucking people listen to the podcast now. So that's a substantial amount of the... If the database online of all the people that have signed up saying they're the part of this, I means I ca- I've captured a significant, I want to say, 80% of the entire gang stalking and COINTELPRO community, which is something to be said while having to eat a bag of dicks every day is to somehow still manage to get this project off the ground, to still make this resource for people. Uh, I really hope it fucking helps people. Because fuck these motherfuckers. They shouldn't be allowed to do this. It is fucked up that our government put so much work into fucking their own people. They put so much work into learning to fuck their own people. We have other fucking problems. But money and resources and time and decades were spent to how do we fuck someone if they try to challenge our power? How do we fuck someone if they try to tell on us? How do we fuck someone if they try to expose a war crime? How do we fuck someone if a journalist fucking exposes the government? If a whistleblower says, hey, we're doing this to people and it's not right. The fact that they've spent decades perfecting that fucking talent to shit on their own people is fucking disgusting and it's not a fucking country I want to live in so every day I wake up I wake up the thing that fuels me is fuck you fuck these motherfuckers doing this shit uh, I, I hope this helps people out I've been wanting to f- 
do this court episode for a while, but I had to wait for court to be over so I can get the whole experience, process it, and then tell you all the things that I learned so you can not fucking go through this because, let me tell you, this shit did not exist for me. I'm going through all this shit and making all the mistakes and having to deal with and, and, and absorb and, and make all the fucking, do all the, do all the fucking, you know, go through all the fucking things over this. Excuse me. I hope this helps. Uh, that being said, I think that's a great place to end this podcast. Um, check out our video series. It's videos with an S videos dot COINTELPRO, then the number two and then zero. So videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, zero dot com. Um, our podcast series can be found at podcasts with an S podcasts.cointelpro the number two on the keyboard not number two in the word the number two and then zero spelled out Z-E-R-O dot com and then obviously the wiki which has the articles which I tried to embed some of the things um yeah we had the wiki uh, it's at cointelpro20.com check it out I uh, should be adding more to it um, still working on the Mesh News website uh, like I said man my energy levels and my stress levels and etc all differ from day to day so if I have a shitty day or an off day you know either I'm dealing with shit you know what I'm saying trying to trying to keep a a, a lid on things or I'm dealing with like the physical repercussions of my abuse you know it's not because I don't love this shit I I love it I love the opportunity to say fuck you and put people uh, uh, abusing their power on blast believe me I live for this shit you have no idea it was like I was born for it but yeah homie Check us out. Check out the Mesh News Project. Follow us on there. Um, don't be afraid to say what's up to me. I'm literally... Look, dude. I've literally had to deal with forced character assassination. People turning my privacy into a fucking novelty. It's all part of trying to smear me and make people think less of my, my abuse. So, you know what I'm saying? I've taking a shit on camera I've uh, had a breakdown while fucking people were watching me etc and they distribute these things to try to smear me so I mean I'm I'm pretty much the easiest person I, I have nothing to be embarrassed about at this point I got nothing to I don't I don't have a, too much of an ego considering you know I um, yeah man so talk to us on there I know I should be like puffing up our project and making it sound all regal and shit but man going through this COINTELPRO shit dude it just you really start to cut the fat of what it is to be a human like you know a lot of people they have they worry about image and presentation and you know their reputation in the industry or whatever bro when you go through this shit and the government is shitting down your neck every day 
all you care about is being a human and being and making sure other humans aren't being shit on like that's all you just you're absolutely stripped down to the bare men the bare essentials of what it is the human experience is it's not ego it's not about you trying to reputation you just want people to stop being oppressed and stepped on etc and i deal with this every fucking day so you know this is how it is you know like yeah but reach out to us, man. We're not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna fucking think you're weird or different or whatever. I appreciate all the people who called me on the phone number that we provide for our our news project. You can text us there, whatever. You know, I. You know, what I'm saying if I can help you guys or or what have you. I mean, I've talked to some awesome people who hit me up and want to talk about their abuse and want to talk about. You know their whole experiences i've gotten the this experience from a woman's point of view that's just pretty crazy uh you know some of the some of the women that are involved it, it sucks when they have families because they'll first they'll break up your family and then like they'll fucking go after your kids and try to take away your children from you like literally and while you're running around trying to worry about worrying about your your children's safety and shit like that the 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 state is going to find a reason to fucking take them from you so not only do I have this from a man's point of view, the woman version of the experience is totally different. Like, yeah, bro. I just hope I can help people, man. I just hope I can help you guys. So we're really easy to talk to. Reach out to us. Say what's up. You know, we're not going to gush on you. This podcast is my opportunity to fucking gush on this shit. So, uh, you know, we're just trying to distribute content about the capabilities of how far our government goes to shit on its own people while pretending everything is under control in the media etc that's all we're trying to do here man so follow us follow the mesh news project on twitter if you don't have twitter get a fucking twitter man um a lot of other social media is garbage you know snapchat facebook fuck all that shit get a twitter account Get good at Twitter. We're on Twitter. We're at Mesh Newsroom is where we got our content parked. And then I have Mesh Censored. We're on Twitter. We have a new chat account because our chat accounts keep getting shut down. Our Mesh News video accounts keep getting shut down. Well, this is the four, We've had now 14 Mesh News accounts that have been nuked for no reason. So Mesh Censored on twitter so we're at mesh censored now for twitter for our for our chat account so you can hit us up on there say what's up if you got an important story or if you if you've seen a cool documentary or whatever just let us know and, and we can retweet it or what have you we love to talk about things and make people aware about shit just uh yeah say what's up and please check out our our, our documentary 2030 vision we have a previous documentary, 2020 Vision. It's basically a Kinder Egg that we created for our JFK Jr. documentary. And it's our investigation of basically what I saw, what caused all this issues and stuff like that. It's the reason why they shot me with an active denial service weapon, besides all the human rights abuses happening to people here in the military industrial community, which is a whole nother story all to itself. Nobody's talking about it anywhere. And even though I'll go to major news outlets to talk about it, I've even talked to people on LinkedIn. I try to hit up reporters on LinkedIn and shit like that about this. 
and they are just not interested, bro. Keep in mind, they're filtering my internet, so I'm most likely landing on people who uh, are part of the M network. But yeah. Hit us up, man. Uh, thanks for listening to today's podcast. Sorry this was a little more of a rant, but man, this shit is just uh, it's a fucking mess. But I wake up every day to, to, to teach you guys and tell you guys about this and to say fuck you to these motherfuckers because fuck them. Our shit is, uh, you know, it's just fucking disgusting when you really realize that the government has actively been... Oh, they shoot me in the head with this shit right now. Crazy. Can you believe that these motherfuckers just treat me like an animal like this? Like they're better than me. Check out our project, man. Check out our uh, 2020 vision. Check out our 2020 vision documentary. It's got a JFK Jr. video in there. Retweet that that thing. We retweet the video. We got a version of it on YouTube. You can copy and paste that. And put that in your Facebook or what have you. Retweet this shit, man. Um, we need to get rid of some bad people who did some bad things. They cracked a lot of eggs to make their own little omelet, and uh, they're not going to stop. So check out our movies, 2030vision.movie. So you type that in your web browser. And 2020vision.movie, you can type that into your web browser. 2030vision is a little better made, but I suggest you start there on 2030vision. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening to my rant. I hope they can help you. Uh, Hopefully you guys learned some shit about going to court, what to expect. Um, if you can afford a lawyer while you're going through this, I imagine this is going to be totally different. But what it is, what it is. Thanks for listening. I'm Stephen Beckman, Chief Executive Nobody of Mesh News Project. And this is the Pro 2.0 Podcast. Thanks.